0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right
1: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void web prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tomorrow is the last day that you can vote in the California recall election to remove Gavin Newsom. And maybe get someone else. Maybe it's Larry Elder. Maybe it's one of these other Democrats that are running, and there are many. There's a couple stories that are popping up and some statements from former President Trump that are causing alarm. In one story from KTLA, people are saying that they went to go vote, but were told they already voted and would have to cast provisional ballots. Well, they're pretty upset about this. Another video is going viral where someone's filming as they're being told, I'm sorry, it says you already voted, and people are getting very upset about this. Well, It doesn't help then when Donald Trump comes out and says the whole thing's rigged. And I'll tell you why. It's demoralizing. And it's not demoralizing the left. They're laughing. They're calling Republicans and people on the right stupid. They're saying that they're dumb and they're, and they're suppressing their own votes. And you know what? This kind of rhetoric demoralizes people. So I'll say, I'll say right off the bat, you gotta, you gotta take this stuff. You gotta push it off to the side. Don't ignore it completely. You know, we, we should figure out why these mistakes or whatever happened, happened. Maybe there's some malintent. We don't know. But at the very least, do not let it demoralize you and make sure whatever you believe and whatever you want to do, you go out and you vote. You tell your friends to do it. You go talk to friends, family, knock on doors, and don't let the news stop you from engaging in your civic duties. So we're going to talk about all this stuff. Boy, we got a lot of news. Apparently, they're, the, the U.S. government's not going to give like something what was it like $64 million to Afghanistan, <clears throat> the Taliban, and that'll be really, I don't know, awful. So we'll get into that. We are being joined today by Dan Holloway of Drinkin' Bros., Nice to be here, yeah. You want to just introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, I'm Dan Holloway of Drinking Bros. Nice. That was, that was easy. Yeah, I'm, right. just <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to drink some water while you, you <laughs> I knew it. that
2: I knew you were trying to stall, seconds, so I yeah. was trying to <laughs> stall. <laughs> just give you the business. Uh, no, it's, it's good to be here. I agree with you, though. If, if voting is, is that important to get that upset about, and I, I think the presumption is that that's correct, right? We all think that voting is important. Absolutely. Then it's important to continue to push through, regardless of what you think may be happening. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do about it now. Hmm. The courts may be able to decide something like that later. I mean, who knows, right? Like you said, it could be... The errors happen all it, the time. L-
1: let's imagine it's just one error in one small precinct for right. five people. Yeah. And that could demoralize how many thousands of people. Hmm. So don't let that stuff demoralize you, yeah.
2: man. We were talking about it before the show. Uh, the Some of the rhetoric from the last campaign probably had... Not probably. It certainly had a a huge effect on voter turnout, right? You would think. In
1: Georgia, they think, oh yeah. But we'll 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 get into all this stuff. Yeah. I think you know. I think we're we agree on that stuff. We got Ian Chilling.
3: Oh, thank you very much, Tim. Happy to be here, Dan. Great to see, you, man. Yeah. Good to be here.
0: I'm Rock also the in the corner pushing the buttons. I'm back from my vacation, getting my sister married in Chicago, and I did not get shot, so I was very pleased with that. I'm happy. As what Chicago. part of Chicago, though? Right. Uh, it was in a nice part of Chicago, so not yeah. Chicago
1: proper. Yeah, depending um, on where you are, there's uh, there's pockets. Are you all a Cubs
2: over. fan or a White Sox fan, I guess you could say, right? I don't know. I Cubbies, don't know to am I gonna get hurt for saying that
3: out loud? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I mean, I lived on the north Trouble. side for a few years, so it's hard not to love the Cubs. It was, it's it was a noiset illusion I was in
1: Soxtown but me and my friends we didn't really care all that much right yeah. you know and don't forget to go to timcast.com become a member because we're gonna have that members only segment coming up after the show and you'll not want to miss it we always swear we swear a lot we say <laughs> naughty words you know because YouTube's mean to us but this is where we can have a lot of those conversations that typically in the news cycle it's it's harder to get through so again go there you'll be you'll be supporting our journalists and become a member as well. And don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's get to this uh first story here, KTLA. We got to break this one down. This is, this, is a, this is a worrying story. They say, San Fernando Valley residents cast provisional ballots due to equipment issue. They say some fa- San Fernando Valley voters think they are being wrongly prevented from casting a ballot in the upcoming gubernatorial recall election. But the county elections office said it was an equipment issue that was resolved. Okay, so there's good news, right? Mm -hmm. At El Camino Real Charter High School in Woodland Hills, some voters say they were told the computers showed them as already having voted, even though they had not. West Hills resident Estelle Bender, 88, said she was far from the only person who was being told incorrectly that they had already voted. Now, for those that aren't familiar with what's going on, this is the recall election. Governor Gavin Newsom could be removed. And that means whoever is, is on, uh, on the list who gets the most votes, no matter how many, could become the new governor of California for the next year or so. Right now, it's looking like that would be Larry Elder. The polls that have come out lately show that, you know, Gavin Newsom is doing really, really well, and he's 16 points up in the 538 aggregate. But let me just tell you, uh, the polling was extremely wrong in basically like the past several elections going back five, going back five or so years. So I wouldn't rely on that. And more importantly, when you see stories like this, and there are many, check out this one. We got this one, uh, actually, this is not, that's not the story I was looking for. Here's the one it's from Dave Rubin. He says, holy ish, listen to this as an, at an LA voting, uh, voting center voter quote, about 70% of votes at this location have been already shown as cast, but they're not election official. Right, right. This is someone questioning supervisor Vincent McCormick. These are from, this is a verified Twitter. These are posting this video so people are looking at this stuff. They're thinking something, you know, bad is happening. I'll say this, and then we'll jump into that conversation. Don't let it demoralize you. Mm. For, for real, right now, I see a lot of people saying things. They're sharing these stories, saying, like, what's the point? Oh, like, there is a point. And it's go out and vote. Because this is a story about a handful of people. And for all you know, it was a glitch. That's all it was. And they fixed it. And how many people now are like, I give up. What's the point? That's the problem. You've got to hold the line. It's like that movie I mentioned this earlier, the movie with Mel Gibson, The Patriot, mm. when when the British are charging in and then the militia starts breaking. He's like, no, and he grabs the flag and he runs back towards them and he says, hold the line, and they do and they win. That's what you got to do. Yeah, otherwise Gavin Newsom wins, mm. right? Ryan, right, you don't want
2: that. I mean, who who needs several more years of that hair? You know what I mean?
1: Well, he'll he'll get one more year, I suppose. But right. Yeah. But then what does, even if there is a recall? We'll
2: see. I mean, I guess if there's if anything uh, you would expect that this has ruined him for the national stage because it seems like he was being primed for it. But I would have said the same thing about uh, Kamala Harris and her hmm. record on, on well, everything, right? Like it's, yeah, she's it's, awful. It's very bizarre how most of the female candidates at the federal level that the Democrats seem to push are have records that are completely antithetical to their causes at the time. Like, think about Hillary Clinton at the time. Uh, The priorities for the Democrats were getting out of Iraq, you know, uh, 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 women first, all this stuff, uh, marriage equality. She was against marriage equality until 2013 when she got forced into being for it. Uh, She voted for everything, Iraq, the Patriot Act, the the new Iraq, everything. Voted for all that. And she spent the late 90s going after the personal lives of all the women her, her husband allegedly sexually assaulted, right? So she checked all the boxes on the other side she couldn't have been a worse candidate and then you remember the narrative from that election she's the most she's single most qualified candidate in u.s history for president i believe is what was said mm-hmm. are you kidding me like she doesn't believe any of the things that you believe and you're putting it forward that is i mean it just shows you how completely morally bankrupt all this stuff really is
1: youtube's right? giving us the business
0: yeah it is trying to fix it yeah you, YouTube-y. Yeah. yeah i thought yeah. uh
3: eisenhower was was the best one of the best presidents anyway what recently. about him? A yeah, yeah, for I just, sure. He was a military commander, so oh, he yeah, knew yeah. what he was doing with war. He didn't, interstate he didn't, highway
2: system, he built the interstate. Yeah. He oversaw the, that. the GI Bill, the VA home loan that built the middle class in the United States. He's responsible for a lot of stuff, right? Uh, I like that. Good guy. president. Yep.
3: Uh, this Gavin Newsom guy's a little a little awkward. The gel in his hair. He's like, like he's, he's nice.
2: a caricature of all the things people hate about politicians. And California, like if you're trying to sneak in and be the new guy on the block, and like you know. Uh, uh be a professional politician you at least have to if you're a wolf you better put the sheep's clothes on if you show up dressed
1: like a wolf he's like oh this guy's a he's a wolf yeah but yeah. it's working for him <laughs> that's the shocking part. yeah he, he, you know Gavin Newsom looks like there's a movie where there's a villain a politician who's the villain yeah, yeah. but he's not like the the, the main <laughs> bad guy he's like you know, the, the secret supervillain has bought a politician, uh-huh. and he, and Gavin Newsom would play the generic politician, <laughs> sellout, corporate, you know, yeah. corrupt yeah. criminal. That's what he looks like. Yeah. But that's that's kind of, you know, look, you see the problems California's facing, and you, and you have to wonder what it is the guy does. I know that he puts in absurd COVID restrictions and then violates them, and uh, I know that the state has been in, sh- you know, shambles Right. for some time now, and he's he, not doing anything about it.
2: He's been really supportive of the movement towards lawlessness there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we were talking about it earlier about how Soros has been financially invested in all these attorney general and judge races across the country over the past six years or so, and all of a sudden he just dumps a million dollars in Newsom's recall campaign. That's kind of bizarre, right? Did yeah. he? I mean, then you have uh, Gascon and in the, in the DA in, in L.A. that are... They're I think they're going to start paying people to not shoot other people, right? Yeah, you, you guys have. Probably yeah, that was, that, about was that, that in L.A. No, what is no it? that was
1: that was in San Fran, wasn't it? No, oh, no. Is, that,
2: is that Portland or San Francisco or somewhere? It's, uh, somewhere it's, else. it's in California. California. <laughs> it is in
1: California. Can't
0: keep yeah, up. yeah, they
1: they decided. You know oh, what? How about boy. we? But the funny thing is, like, how do you pay someone not to shoot someone? How, does, how it, do you? Pay, t- so, how can so you pay tell me I didn't do it? <laughs> I'm never going to well, shoot someone. What their plan is? They're 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 going to identify people who are likely to like commit crimes or whatever. So what does that mean? They're going to go up to somebody and be like, we've determined that you are probably a low-life degenerate who would shoot someone, so we're going to give you money right now and hope you don't. Like, how do you feel about that as a criminal?
2: Are you like, all right, cool, I'm going to play the grift and get the money? But it's they were talking about 300 bucks. That's a couple of transactions if you're a drug dealer, right? That's nothing. I mean, that's... and they that's said, if you bus, get a job yeah.
1: too, it's five hundred bucks. <laughs> I got like, oh, don't yeah. shoot someone; and I, you'll get five hundred dollars. This is re- you, this is real. Yes, I got, yes,
2: I, yes. got, I, got <laughs> a, I got a job and didn't shoot someone, and all I got was this five hundred dollars. I know, right? Says.
0: I don't know. It seems little
2: ridiculous. The heck, that's that's very bizarre. San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. So well, they're uh, also paying people eighty five grand a year to pick up human excrement off the ground. So yeah.
1: you know, it's really very funny. Here is the way I describe it to people. I'm like, so you live in a city, right? You know, where you live in a city, sir. Sir, yes. You have a fire department. Yeah. Uh, you have, yep. You have a police yep. department. Yep. You have a EMS. Yep. Do you have a poop department?
2: I mean, there's a department of sanitation. I think that no, processes water. No, no, no. Nope, nope, nope. San Francisco
1: literally has poop. Poop. A poop <laughs> oh, department. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, not, what, it's what, are not the,
2: a joke. what are the uniforms?
3: like?
1: Recall like? this <laughs> guy. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: about you about know, in a way, I got to say, I don't. I don't know if I can blame the the governor. I don't know if I can blame the leaders of of overseeing the ship as it's sinking because we've been on this course since 1913 if not before that but it's it we basically built a ponzi scheme and now we're seeing it shatter and i don't care who is in charge of that if, if they're going to try and pilot that it's going to shatter and so it's like no
2: reason to pariah these dudes why 1913 Federal Reserve was formed, right? But you, I mean, you think that you really think that was the end? And, and yeah, tell that was me the why. Coercion of the American government tell, by, tell, by, by yeah, the theocrat. By I agree with him. By, by, by the, the fascists. By the corporatists. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen? We were talking about it earlier. Uh, have you ever seen that uh, Canadian sci-fi series uh, Continuum? You, you should watch it. Basically, they have like a corporate Congress. So Ooh. yeah, yeah, and it, it's set in like the late, or I'm sorry, it's set in like the early 21st century in Seattle, I believe. But they're all Canadians and
0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Corporations fund the government, more or less. And so they have a a, a say in what what happens and what doesn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously in the future, it's a dystopian nightmare. But I I feel like right now, the ability of anyone, regardless if it's a corporate interest or the government to control what information is and isn't available, right? Especially these days when it's so easy to spin a piece of information. That is more powerful than any weapon you could ever dream of.
1: It's fourth and fifth generational
3: warfare. You know what's been going through my head recently is, should I respond to that guy? Someone I like or someone says something, I'm like, if I make a response to them, am I going to get flagged and put on a list? That's effed. I mean, so far, I just said effed. I didn't say the word that I normally say out loud. I, t- well, I am t- censoring myself at a level I've never done before. Oh, well, well, maybe on, not never. Maybe not never because I was in the entertainment industry.
1: But, right. And I want to say you can't go on like Tucker Carlson's show and say a lot. A, but you, you can say more on this show than you can say on Tucker Carlson's show. What's For disturbing
3: sure. me is yeah. just I'm just not responding to certain people because I'm afraid it's going to put me on a list. Hmm. is that already. crazy? Well, are you crazy? Come yeah, on.
1: I just, Sitting here on Timcast IRL. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess that's one, one on way a to list. think <laughs> just assume I'm
3: already on the list and just talk to anyone I want to talk to. But like, The way they're tracking social
2: media and, like, persecuting people that were near the the Capitol on on
3: January
1: Firing them from their jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: that's weird. That whole, I mean, I'm sure you guys have talked exhaustively about the Capitol thing. But I always wondered, and I'm curious what your audience thinks about this idea. So the United States has, what, like, on record about 400 million guns, so more guns than people. So it's the most armed population on Earth. And then the most armed subsection of that population, what they consider to be the far right, shows up to overthrow the government and they left all their guns at home. Yeah. That seems plausible, right? Respecting are you, are the are law. You kidding r- me? Come respecting on, the local
1: laws like, of that you government.
2: Could, I believe that there are people that exist that are crazy, that happen to be conservative and they're going to do dumb stuff sometimes and they'll say they're doing it on behalf of conservatives the same way people do uh, uh, from the left, from religion, from everywhere, right? Always that there's Always. That will always exist. And I'll believe it exists if you provide me evidence to that effect in a certain circumstance. But when you tell me that three or four hundred people show up out of a mass of like one point three million people, and and they just all they showed up to overthrow the government and forgot all their weapons, I don't believe you.
3: This well, is the, a, the FBI this is said America.
1: The FBI said it. That's not. There's not true. There was no coordination.
3: They were mad because the way the election they thought the election was going with Ian, the voting, so they wanted to show power. They wanted to feel like they had some sort of power. Right. Ian, mm-hmm. why
1: don't you put in a FOIA a file a FOIA request for your name and see what comes up. <sighs> Oh. I thought about it, but it's like, just do I want to dig up that
3: wormhole, man? I don't, I'm down. I would like. I guess I could see it. I don't want to make myself more paranoid than I need They'll to be. They'll
1: quote but. you a bunch of times on this show, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I bet mine's <laughs> massive. You know, everyone here. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people who watch actually might have something. Well,
2: yeah. the S, S uh, the SPLC's weighed in on you a number of times, right?
1: There was like two two things, and one it got retracted with an apology because they they claimed that uh, a Holocaust denying. Archive of a website that I had gone to Iran for a Holocaust denying conference, which is like one of the most insane crackpot things you can ever publish, and so they were forced mm. to take that down, issue or retraction, and apology right. because I've never been to Iran. That's just plum nuts.
2: Well, Bill Maher uh, and uh, Religious. Have you seen that? Looks like a documentary. About religious. Religious. Yeah. About, about, yeah. So he he went to this uh, area and visited with a, a Jewish rabbi who is a Holocaust denier. So is he on a list? Is Bill Maher on a list for? interviewing people they find it. Yeah, but, even if you, you, know, you went to something like that to cover it that doesn't that is what journalism is supposed to be right well no
1: this website claimed i was like a speaker oh boy and it's just like it's just crackpot nonsense <laughs> It's like, dude, if some weirdo puts my name on a website, you believe it's true that fa- So they, they had to take it down and apologize. Yeah. The, the, uh, but uh, the, the the SPLC <laughs> is is immaterial. It's it's Oh yeah, yeah. They're not The people who spend their time worried, look, I get a lot of smear pieces written about me all the time. Mm. And you know what the most annoying thing in the world is is when someone sends me it. Mm. And I'm like, first of all, you think I don't know? Second of all, why should I read it or care? Like literally, it's mm. not affecting me in any way. It's there's there's zero impact on my business. It's just a waste of time from from whiny, you know, stupid babies who I don't care about.
2: It is, uh, your your time is certainly better spent doing other things.
1: And the people, it's a distraction. They They try and wrap you up and catch you up in the stuff. And, and you know what? Uh, um, to segue right back into what we're talking about, it, it's demoralizing. It is, yeah. If you spend all your day looking at the people saying mean things about you, it's distracting you from doing good work. They're they're snaring you in that trap. Ignore right.
2: it. I, I would say getting involved in these uh, in-the-weeds conversations about what is and isn't. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, people are, are People are spending a lot of time debating what communism and socialism and fascism is. Why don't we just call it what it is it's authoritarianism. it doesn't matter where it comes from if your house is on fire you're not sitting there like i wonder how my house caught on fire no you're grabbing buckets of water and trying to put the fire out, man. you know and it's it's going to take a collective effort to do that and i i understand the tempers run hot and all this stuff and people are afraid
1: i want to let's talk about this story in california we'll talk about why uh people are upset so this was something i saw retweeted and it's this guy telling a story. I don't know if this story is, is true or not. It's just Twitter, but, mm. uh, but let's check it out. said cause I, th- I think it's interesting. He says, last week, literally on the day, literally on the day my new wife and I came home to SF after our wedding, an intoxicated man confronted us on our doorstep, blocked the way out of our home and threatened to stab me. Unfortunately, this isn't an unusual occurrence in our city and my experience is no more special than anyone else's. So this isn't a thread about the incident itself for what it's worth. We live in what is typically considered a safe neighborhood. Instead, I wanted to share share what I learned the day about what crimes are and aren't reported in San Francisco. It was eye opening for me, and I hope it will be for you. Before anything, let me say that thankfully no one was hurt. SFPD arrived quickly on the scene, engaged the attacker in a calm and safe manner. Afterward, one of the officers asked me if I'd like to press charges. Being relatively unfamiliar with this process, I asked him to turn in turn what he advised to which he replied that he was prohibited from influencing members of the public on such decisions. This was a, uh, this was a sensible pro, this is a sensible prohibition, as one can imagine. He says, if I didn't press charges, the police would issue a warning to the attacker. And in almost all cases, that's enough to scare offenders of this sort of way. If I did press charges, I'd have to provide a statement, fill out a good amount of paperwork, and then show up on the day the attacker was, is summoned to court. If he appeared, not guaranteed, the sentence would probably be a slap on the wrist. As someone involved with the campaign to recall District Attorney Bowden, I was thus faced with the dilemma. On one hand, I think it's our civic duty to report crimes. Doing so was a bulwark against sophistry employed by Bowdoin and his supporters, claiming that crime in SF is down. On the other hand, if I did press charges, Bowden's stats would show him as having filed uh, charges in this incident uh, uh, or his more favored stat having taken action, despite the end result being the same as if no arrest were made. A dangerous man free on the streets. The other complication I faced was that my sister was with us, visiting from abroad and in town for just one day. We were on our way out to visit a museum and see the city. Did I want to spend the limited time she had with us filling out forms? So I decided not to press charges. If I did it all over again, maybe I would have done otherwise, but in the moment, I had to prioritize rapidly. What's the upshot of all this? I've previously posted about how crime is trending up in San Francisco and how Bowdoin's attempts to claim that crime is down rely on misleading representation of aggregate numbers. And so he he goes on, and you you get the gist of what the the, the story is, and why I want to get into it. We were mentioning uh, George Soros funded DAs, mm-hmm. the breakdown. Uh, I could be wrong. Isn't isn't Jesse Bowden one of these DAs? He was funded by he, he received yeah. some uh, contributions yeah, from. But there were
2: like two hundred and seventy five judges and DAs across the country. It wasn't just in, right, of it wasn't even just in in blue states. It was everywhere.
1: So. You know, to get, bring it back to the context of Gavin Newsom's recall, mm. we mentioned the, the Pooh Patrol in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You know, so so there is literally a department in San Francisco that, that their whole job is just literally going around cleaning up human waste off mm. the streets. You know, I can't blame Gavin Newsom directly for that. He's the governor. He's not a mayor. He's not dealing with the nitty gritty local. Well, he stuff. was
2: the mayor of San Francisco.
1: Well, there you go. I was gonna say right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yes. Yeah.
2: And, 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 uh, your current vice president was the, the district attorney of, of San Francisco as well. Not I just,
1: I just wanna make it clear because when I'm like, recall him, people are gonna be like, he's not even the mayor of San Francisco. And it's like, well, right, right, well, hold on, hold on. Right. I'm getting, I'm getting to the point is yeah. that all of these people are part of the same party that coordinates locally, Uh, Statewide, nationally, you have national-level Democrats coming in supporting policies like they they were trying to repeal the Civil Rights Act in their constitution. Right. And you had national-level Democrats from other areas coming in and supporting this. Absolutely insane. And now you have Gavin Newsom, which represents the fractured and broken— power structure that is California that results in things like this. So you think he's an
2: effigy then and not necessarily individualistically to, to blame. He's just an effigy of what's wrong and removing him is somehow symbolic? Is that No, what no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I think he's to blame for a lot of this stuff. Okay. I was just trying to clarify, like if you come out right now and say... You know that uh, Gavin Newsom should be recalled. Look at the crime in San Francisco. The immediate reaction from the left is going to be like he's the governor. He doesn't deal with local issues. Right, right now, yeah. I think that's that's fair to point out. And he's been in for what, like three years? Mm-hmm. Has it been? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: So I think the issue is, well, for one, you got to get rid of all of them. You got to you got to get all all these Democrats got to get voted out. The- well, it's not just the politicians though.
2: I mean, it's the who? Who do you think Joe Biden's running the White House right now? It's probably his chief of staff, right? No, he's I think it's him. Decisions. I do think it's him. I I'd, I'd I do. struggle to believe that because you can't string a sentence together time.
3: And
1: that's the, time. the point. Yeah, when he's I, like,
3: they're not going to let me t- answer any questions.
1: Like, he's actually said that a couple times. Yeah, but I think it's him. And so here's what people assume. They mm. assume there's someone. I, I assume this for a while, too. That someone's sitting there going, like, okay, Joe, when you go up, you have to do this, you have to do that. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Mm. I don't think that's what's happening. What, what I think is happening is that Joe sitting in the room, you know, he's at the, 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 the table, oval table or whatever, you know, with people sitting all around. Right. And then they're looking at him and he goes, you know, we got a uh, uh, Afghanistan. Get get them out. You know, Bagram. Get them out. And then they go. You got it, boss. And they walk out and they evacuate Bagram, and the whole place falls apart. And yeah. then I. So what by, I think. By the way,
2: from a, oh, finish your thought, and I'll get into that.
1: I think what ends up happening is you've got sycophants sitting around just waiting for their their turn, hoping. Maybe. You know, that, like there's no cohesive uh, or structure here.
2: That's a big problem in the military as well. The reason you're seeing all these incompetent. Uh, uh, ineffectual general officers is because of careerism. They're more interested in promoting their own career than they are giving feedback that might get them a negative response. That's what I'm being told from the yeah, from for the sure. right sure. So
3: now. these chiefs of staff are like, they don't want to get, or these the chiefs, but these joint chiefs or whatever, yeah. they don't want to get fired. They don't right, want to get demoted. Yeah. Right. And Biden and, well, has it's, the power to it, do that. It's,
2: it's it's beyond, yeah, he can, He they serve at the pleasure of the president. He can remove and, and replace them whenever he wants. Uh, but it's it's beyond that. What happened with James Mattis, who was a darling of the American military for a while. I mean, service members loved this guy for a while. And, uh, then he was part of this, what was it, uh, uh, the 700 generals, general officers and former intelligence people that wrote a letter against Donald Trump supporting right, Joe yeah. Biden for the election. He was one of those guys that did that. And, um, about a month afterwards, he got hired to the board of general dynamics, right? You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. So it's, it's well beyond just, The it's well beyond just the careerism. It's what that career turns into afterwards. Lloyd Austin worked for a company, right? And that company was bidding on a multi-billion-dollar contract, and the U.S. government had said that they're probably not going to get it. It doesn't look good for them. We're going to go with the other guy, and he becomes the Secretary of Defense. And I think about a month later, or three months later, that his his former company gets that contract. This is weird. So it's not just I get what you're saying about removing all these politicians, but it that is the that is the very top layer right. of scum, if you want to call it well, that.
1: Well yeah, so, so I would I would I would go into this and say we have we have a structural decay across the board. Correct, when yeah. When people are willing to vote for no reason other than tribe to earn points or because they believe some garbage nonsense. Right. Or in this instance you've got you know, people aren't reporting crimes because what's the point? I've been I've been in the situation, I'm sure you guys have as well, where it's like I had I had one incident where uh, me, I was driving with my brother and we got hit by a cab, and the cops were like, you know, okay, we'll we'll file all of this, but you guys are going to show up, right? Like you'll show up to court if we do this, right? Yeah, because they they
2: have to show up regardless of you doing it. Yep. Yeah.
1: And we were like, like, okay, let's do this. And it's easy to say at the time, and then what happens? A month goes by, and they're like, okay, here's the date and time you got to show up, and I'm like, dude, I got I got work. Yeah. Like I can't just well, sometimes off work years for go this, by, man. Right? If it's a, if yeah, it's a serious
2: enough crime, sometimes years go by. If they have a good enough attorney, sometimes years go by.
1: So we've we've got structural decay across, decay across the board in in every facet. And so, yeah, maybe it's fair to say just simply recalling, you know, Newsom isn't enough. It's it's good. I definitely think you know getting a year of some someone else in there is a right. good thing. But you know, you're, you're talking about the military. Mm. I've heard. I've gotten emails. We've heard a ton of stories. People resigning. Someone sent me a resignation letter recently. Someone apparently, you know, was an, was an officer and announced, like, mm. over, oh, the, yeah. over, the, over just the wokeness, CRT, and the VAX mm. mandate, they're like, I am quitting. And it's actually sad, really, because I've heard these stories of people who are like, it was my dream to be, you know, in, to have a career in the military, work there until retirement. And now it's like, I'm in my mid-30s, and I'm out. I'm done. Can't do it. Right. Some, what, some people even giving up, like, their pensions. And which stuff.
2: It, It's super sad, too, because who's going to fight this next war? It's not going to be these guys. We saw in Afghanistan this past uh, couple of weeks, right? There, work needed to get done, and I have no lack of faith in the 82nd Airborne guys who were there, or the Marines that were there. I'm sure, uh, I have no doubt that they're plenty capable of doing that job, but because of the leadership there, they weren't allowed to do that. Right? So, I wonder uh, who's going to fight the next one. And we we saw we saw the answer. It was guys like Tim Kennedy and these and these other guys uh, that that went over there on their own dime. Right guys that are, well, Tim's still in, but um, everybody but him was already out of the military. They mm-hmm. had served their country, they were done. And they spent their own money to go back to conduct these operations, not to go kill people or blow things up. They went over there to save people, right? That's what the American warfighter does. They are, they are, and it, it, it troubles me that the the ranks of the U.S. service member have now been infected with this nonsense. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know, like you were talking about police earlier, I'm not sure how much you can trust the individual at this point you know what i mean it, it, it's, it's getting bad like when this 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 female staff sergeant that posted a video like you know when people are coming door to door it's going to be me and i'll shoot you or whatever like yep. first of all you never held a gun in your life mm-hmm. and it's pretty obvious but that's a that's a she that's who this, they want though. this lieutenant colonel gets booted out of his position and then he resigns this woman i don't know what's happened to her have you heard any news about her nothing That seems like somebody that should be immediately
0: kicked out of the military. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: They want stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't want rational-thinking individuals who are going to say, like, here's the Constitution, here's what you you know." You got, got
3: an officer that publicly said she was going to storm she, people's doors? She was for- a
2: non-commissioned officer, Staff Sergeant E6. Yeah.
3: Oh, she you didn't say she
1: was going to. She said when it
2: starts or whatever. She said, yeah. I, "I don't want to paraphrase too right. much." But she she basically said the people going door to door. That's going to be me, and I, I will. That's terror. She was like, I when, mean, "That's a form of terror." She was right.
1: like, "What do you think is going to happen when we're ordered to, you know, to yeah. point put you down? It's not going to. It's going to be us, and we're going to do it and stuff like well, that."
3: Instead, she well, what she says, you refuse the command.
1: You know, uh, I I firmly believe, and I've believed for a very long time, that if ordered, most probably enlisted would do it. Would absolutely shoot an American. No joke. And I've Well, man. we've
2: seen it before, right? Kent State. Mm, yeah. It's it's happened in in our parents' lifetime. Yeah.
3: 1970, May I,
2: 4th. I went to Kent
1: State for college. They they sh- they fired on the crowd. The National Guard fired on the crowd. Killed four college mm-hmm. kids. Yep. One guy took a bullet through his through his hand. No, but uh so I've I've I've, you know, been around military people for for a large portion of my life and uh there's a lot of people who argue with me in chat or like an email and being like, you don't understand, you know, like, you know, soldiers, they'll do the right thing. They're not robots. And I'm like, well, they're not robots. It's the right.
2: bystander effect, though, right? People, mm. people, psychology is infectious. Nothing is is more infectious than, than psychology. And, and people in groups, it's the mob. We've been to, we've been discussing the psychology of the mob. For as long as human beings have been discussing psychology, the Stanford Prison Experiment, for example, mm. you put people in hierarchical structures of power, and then mob rule takes over, and then you go to base instinct. That's what happens unless you're very well trained.
1: But it, it, when it comes to the military, it's actually really simple to understand why this 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 she E six. She said, mm. the, she's right. They would do this. You know why? It's really really simple. If 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 Ian is running through the streets with a red bandana on or whatever, maybe he's jogging. That's right. It. <clears throat> and then she's standing there, and she gets an order like, "That's the guy. He's he's the terrorist. Take him down. Take him down." You think she's going to be like, "Nah, no, I don't no, trust No, no, she you.
2: shouldn't question that order. I mean,
1: she's going to be like about the military.
2: It. You're like, if I question the order, are people going to die? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about the born identity right now, right? Or I guess the third movie where he finally meets up with the old guy and he's like, "Is that
1: the born supremacy?"
2: The pre- yeah, I think. or the <laughs> born redundancy. I think is what it's called. Yeah, um, right, right, right. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, but it, it came down to like, you got to shoot this guy. Why? And the, the reason was they wanted to break the person, right? Your individualism is gone. You thinking is gone. You kill yeah. who we tell you to kill. And that's not how it works. That's not how we trained our people in the 82nd Airborne. You, we, we put ourselves at great risk on a relatively, uh, regular basis to not inflict harm on people unnecessarily, right? Can't say the same about Obama, right? The drone strike stuff killed a lot of innocent people. I think something like 30% of the people killed in those strikes were just standing there.
1: One of the first things he did was bombing a village of women and children. I've heard numbers
2: that collateral damage of drone strikes are,
1: like,
3: enormously large, like 90%. They They started just
1: claiming that, oh, it's a military-age male. They're an enemy combatant. That's
2: right, yeah. A military-age male, by the way, is a male 14 years old or older.
1: Right. No, so so I think people need to understand this when, you know, when they when – they, just to reiterate to, to, to a certain extent. If – think about you, yourself, standing around with your friends. You hear you hear a report like Antifa's coming in. They're armed. They got handguns. You see what just happened in Portland where they were shooting at the Proud Boys? Mm. Randomly. Like this – like there was no reason. Okay? So they, they, were, they were retreating. The Proud Boys like were walking forward and they had like, you know, clubs and shields or whatever. Probably not a good idea. Regardless, this guy turns around with a gun and starts randomly just firing and hits one of the guys in, in, in the legs. Now, imagine you hear that and then all of a sudden you see a dude with, you know, what looks like a weapon and he's wearing all black and then he's running towards you and and then and they're like, that's him, that's him, stop him, stop him. Are you going to be like, I'll well, oh, hold even, on there a minute? It's not, it's,
2: it's not even just from your leadership. The panic can happen in those situations uh, uh, under any normal or any any number of circumstances. So, this is, we're talking about the, 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 one of the founding moments of our republic here. The reason that John Adams ended up getting involved with the Continental Congress and the, and the movement towards, uh, 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 becoming America, right? And breaking off of the British Empire is because there were British soldiers in Boston and they were guarding some areas. There was a protest by the Sons of Liberty, which was run by his cousin, Sam Adams, right? Not the beer guy. Oh, not the beer guy. Or maybe oh, the beer no, guy. no, it's not maybe the beer Maybe he guy. is the beer guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, he, was a, he was a politician. But Sam Adams is doing this thing. Somebody behind the British soldiers, uh, well, first of all, people are throwing heavy objects and hit one of the kids in the head. And then somebody behind them yelled fire. Yep. Right? Finally, through the trial, they figured it out. And John Adams represented the British people. Yeah. And he felt they got a good trial. They did. They got off. And then still the crown sent over an edict saying all military court marshals will now be tried back in England. So he's like, well, you don't even believe in our ability to self govern. Right. Now I'm going to get involved. And he became the second president of the United States. So yep. this stuff can happen in any kind of power vacuum. It doesn't matter if it's a leader doing it or if it's just the fog of war. You know what I, I mean? And I, imagine what the fog of war looks like in modern day when it's brother on brother. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I think it's important to realize that It's not evil. When, you know, you, this like I, a lot of people are criticizing this young woman over saying it. And, you know, I'm, I, I was I, I didn't really want to do a big segment on that because I'm like, I don't know what the full context is. I don't know. It's, it's like a five, 10 second clip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows what she's talking about? It was jump cutty. And I'm like, it's not much I can add to that. You know, if she's if if there was like a, a 10 minute thing she was talking about or there are other videos where she was explaining why this subject came up. Maybe there'd be more to criticize. Right. But I think you need to, you need to realize you're surrounded by your buddies, people you know, people you trust, people who are there to protect you. And that's you. That's your group. You're not going to sit around and wait to find out when, when you're dealing with a conflict situation. I've been in, I've been in conflict situations. Mm. I don't sit back and be like, well, hold on. Maybe this guy in the Antifa thing who was threatening us might not be Antifa. No, we leave. We get out. Now, if you're act, if you're there actively trying to suppress or prevent violence and then you see someone, you're not just going to assume, well, let's just calmly talk to this guy. No, this is why when I, whenever I've been arrested, like legit arrested by cops while covering things, I've always been released without being processed. Like charges never occur or anything like that. Mm. Because mm-hmm. when, I, when, when I was in D.C. on J-20 in 2017 when Trump was being inaugurated, they surrounded everybody. I got trapped in this group. It was a bunch of antifa types. Mm. I, I stood off to the side. And I I talked to the cop like the cops that were standing there with their batons out guarding everybody. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm a journalist. And they were like, don't care. Then I'm like, is there a supervisor? And then they were like, some guy behind him was like, I'll get a supervisor. And I told the supervisor like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm a journalist. Yeah. And he was like, doesn't matter. You're all under arrest. And I was like, <laughs> just just letting you know. When I was talking to the cop who was standing next to me because he's guarding this group, I'd be like, officer, I'm going to place my bag down and I'm going to be putting my shirt away and taking my phone out just so you know. Mm. And then I, he would like nod a little bit and then I'd unzip it slowly. I'd open it wide pull out my phone put my shirt in because he doesn't know who i am he's not going to sit here pretending he knows that i'm not antifa or whatever or violent right that's a good that's a a club it's a very very
2: good point why not in that scenario uh just be for the for the person who might be on the threatened end of that exchange am i really going to let my politeness get me killed does that seem like a trade-off to you or could we as a society agree that this is a messed up situation neither one of us wanted it to come to this, but here it is. So let's right. everybody put your hands up and back away slowly and then we'll go out in our separate directions or whatever. Right. I mean, it seems like a reasonable way to handle that, but people get super emotionally charged. and look, I'm not innocent of that. I get pissed off as much as anybody else. Right. Yeah. Probably more. So I lash out all the time. I've been in <clears throat> fights with some of my closest friends over nonsense. Like uh Alex Jones is one of my closest friends. We talk <laughs> all the time. He actually just sent me some cool videos of him shooting the other day. Um, he went pretty hard after some of my buddies at Black Rifle. I thought he was out of line. And I said some things that I thought also were out of line. Like, And, and the funny thing is a lot of people on the Internet talk about it still. Two days after that, we were sharing photos uh, from respective lakes that we were at. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't ever really a rift between us, but but it gets perceived like that. And it's, it's unfortunate that it, it can come to that sometimes. And I think it's because... Things get so heated we start to prioritize the wrong stuff.
1: I think I think we need to understand that there's different uh bubbles within bubbles within bubbles, right? So we right. have the, the largest bubble of like America. Well technically I guess you have the largest bubble of the world. Then you have like America within the world. Right. Then you have the different regions, different states, different cities. Within that there's different power structures, different authorities. You always have that trope of the of the cop investigating a murder and the FBI guy walks in and he goes, We're taking over. Yeah, this is like, my this jurisdiction, my... yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the feds are involved. Like
2: uh, Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints. Yeah. That's who the yeah. <laughs> blank I am or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent performance. Mm-hmm. But so when it comes to, you know, communication breakdown, when you have, it, you have things moving so quickly, it's ultimately going to be like the people around you is the paramount to be protected. And sometimes there's even friendly fire between different law enforcement divisions. Or there's one funny story where, like, the DEA and the FBI, like, busted each other. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Setting up, like, a drugs thing or something. That's so fun. I'm glad that happened. That's just (laughs) – I I,
2: as a taxpayer, I don't love the fact that taxpayer money was wasted. But I guess if it was wasted on them – with each other and not busting some poor guy that's just trying to get high. To be honest, yeah, leave him alone. Maybe. Well, let's
1: let's talk about. So we, we we I think we we got to the point on that one. But what happens then when you take a confusing situation where you've got people who don't have to do, and you add in derelict leadership? Right. Check I mean, out this story. Check out the story. All right, you're gonna love this. From Fox News, White House abruptly cuts feed of Biden mid sentence as he asks question at wildfires briefing. Biden's White House has history of preventing public from hearing him on the cuff. It's not the first time that after a, a presentation or whatever, People start asking questions, and the feed just abruptly shuts off.
2: No, it's happened numerous times. I mean, one time he just he, – he actually made the decision to turn around and walk off stage. Yes. Well, it was he at, does it all the time. It was after – he was talking about the, the storm, and they were like, what about Afghanistan? And he goes, no, nah, we're not doing that. And he just walked out. <laughs> I mean, say what you want to about Trump. I mean, I, I, I'm I one of these people that enjoyed Trump's policies for the most part. There are some things I didn't like about it, but the, the sometimes he just went a little – it's not even that he went too far. I understand why he it's talked the way he did. But it's at some point you have to be like, all right, cool, man. I'm just going to get the message out there and then keep doing this good work because I, you know, what nobody's talking about right now it is the historic low, historically low unemployment and for black people in the country. Nobody during ta- Trump, you mean? During Trump, yeah. Right. Nobody's talking not about, right now. No, of course not. No, <sighs> nobody's talking about how uh, the five major peace deals between Middle Eastern countries and and Israel for the first time in history. Right, nobody's talking about any of that stuff. All they're talking about is how he said X, Y, Z about the election and how he's behaved since then. Yep, I feel like if you're that right about stuff, and it's the the results of his foreign, domestic, economic policies were pretty good. If you're that right about stuff in principle, I think you have some responsibility to behave a certain way to continue getting it done. But I do understand that he was under. I people like to. To do these whataboutisms and talk about who gets more heat than whom, I've never seen anybody get trashed more or more regularly than Donald Trump. Never in the, 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 the history of American media. Not, the data, data proves it. Yeah, I've so never seen it. I mean, it's it's wild. The They'd
1: data still the, do it. The yeah. data tracking yeah. negative negative press for Trump. It was like ninety percent of stories were negative, and it was like two to three times as many stories yeah. than any of. Why is that? Was mom. he a
3: real threat to the power structure?
1: Oh yeah, dude. Of course. You think uh, he's, he 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 was look. You had you had Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, the insurgent candidates, and. Trump broke through. I don't know if any president can can threaten the establishment anymore. Like Kennedy went down,
3: man. He he said I'm gonna bust up the CIA and then he died shortly after. <laughs> well like, I mean he always no done it since
2: I Kennedy, uh my understanding is that the CIA clipped him because of the Bay of Pigs, because he left He refused back there. Yeah. Oh. What's the story there? The story? Well, you should have. uh, I know your fans probably don't like him, but you should have Evan from Black Rifle come on. He worked for the agency for a while. His theory is that George H. W. Bush clipped Kennedy because he was one of the leaders of that Operation Bay of Pigs. Yeah. yeah. The the belief is that he was a knock, a non official cover guy, like Hmm. a you know an operator and. The reason people believe that is because he went from a congressman to the deputy director of operations, which is the most important job at the agency. Hmm. Like anything that happens there goes through that office.
1: You know, the, you know, the challenge is with all that stuff though is how many assumptions do you have to make. Yeah, make yeah. That point? The, those it's aside,
3: just, I used to think you know. that I could get to the position of president and then fix it. I'd be, like, I'll get in there, I'll get all the information, I'll finally fix it all so that we don't have to worry about this anymore. But now I'm. It's just it's such a web that. You get in there as this piece, the king piece. The king's the terrible piece in chess. I mean, it doesn't, it's not, you can't do it, it's, a, it's, you gotta guard it, cause it's it gets pretty killed. Bad. It's, it's the worst piece. Oh, well, it's, no, the pawn not, is the worst piece.
1: Technically, well, it's arguable. Pawns can transform, but the king pretty can, terrible. Can prom- it just promoted. sits
3: there in hiding and wait. And, and you know, protect, look, look you to, be, to be honest, I mean, the the, the, the
1: the king can move one space in every direction. It's not bad. Okay, it's not, you gonna, know, but, it, but it's a little off,
3: a little off topic. The president doesn't right. have as much power as we we may think. There is the queen. Who's the queen in <laughs> our society no, 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 no. Look, right the, now? I don't know. Trump
1: proved it. Trump tried to do so much, yeah. and he was blocked. He should have fired way more people. But I, it's not, I, don't, I don't need to get into Trump. right? Right. We, the problem we have right now is that people hated the guy so much because the media hated him so much, because the establishment hated him so much, that now we we are we are at lack thereof when it comes to president, when it comes to leadership. Right. Joe Biden is here, – here's the way I describe it. Donald Trump was anti-elected. The enthusiasm for Joe Biden was in the gutter. And all the Trump supporters were saying that was evidence that Trump's going to win. It's going to be a landslide. Mm. And Trump's enthusiasm was through the roof. Yeah, but enthusiasm against Trump was right. through the roof, rivaling enthusiasm for him, and so people just voted for a jabbering, unwell man, senile, who, who with
2: vascular dementia. Let's be real; right? he's got vascular dementia,
1: and he and he would call a lid, call a lid, call a lid, yep. and now they won't no. even let him speak. He, they t- he tries to answer questions, and he goes, "I know I'm going to get in trouble if I do this." Remember when he was doing? He was calling on the press, mm. and then one of the journalists, I think it was from PBS, asked a, a question, and he goes. I thought the question was supposed to, uh, anyway. Like, he knew in advance what he was going to be asked. It's and it's, all-
2: sometimes he's like, I'm not supposed to call on you, but what do you have to say? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you can tell, so, like, the old Joe Biden that's still rattling around there somewhere that likes a good scrap. You know what I mean? He's just like, all right, come on. Because, again, uh, say what you want about Trump, but he would stand up there and, and talk trash back and forth with the media all day if they would let him. Yeah, with Jim Acosta. Like, he would just sit there, and that would be the presidency. It would be four
1: years of him versus Jim
2: Acosta. What, you know what
1: kind I mean? of uppers do you think they got Joe Biden on, uh, so that he can do these 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 events?
2: B, it's got to be like B twelve and Adderall, right? Just it's like mainlining main that stuff into his <laughs> into his body. There's main. no there's no way he's he he goes from this uh, like hunched over guy that looks like he should be in an old rickety uh, FDR era wheelchair with a with a shawl in his lap. <laughs> That's
1: what I to a, to a
2: guy who's like alert and bright but he's a little too alert and he's giddy about being he's got alert, like you know what i mean
1: they've been mainline in modafinil <laughs> and then like his doctor's like he's talking to kamala we can't keep pushing him like this yeah. his blood is 20 percent modafinil
2: i saw a good uh i saw a good it's me- only keeping him away for three hours at this point <laughs> i saw a good meme today it was uh like kamala you have to stop answering the phone did he die yet <laughs> oh jeez. it's a little it's, it's a little
3: dark. It's but. very disturbing that we have this, this, this guy in charge of the military right now. Bro, this, it's like the surrender. I,
2: I'm far less concerned about him being in charge of the military as I am, uh, Millie and Lloyd Austin. Really? Yeah. These, these guys yep. are human garbage. Why, you, why is that? But here's, here's why. Let's go back to this. Uh, you, you mentioned Bagram earlier. A, a private, mm-hmm. the lowest rank in the U.S. military in the 82nd Airborne, which is who deployed over there, uh, along with the Marine Corps would know that what they did strategically makes no sense right removing your so the, the the thing that is unique about the united states military uh aside we have a great navy we have nuclear capabilities we have very well trained operators and soldiers and marines and, and such but our air superiority is where we really dominate it doesn't matter who attacks us even china at their advanced level right now could not compete with us in air superiority we remove our number one piece we removed our queen off the board in bagram And then what? We had to redeploy. I mean, the people that from the 82nd that went there, they're, they're part of what's called the DRF one, the division ready force. They're on, they're on standby to deploy at any time within 18 hours. And that's not a game plan. That's, that's the backup. That's, that's the break in case of emergency situation. You don't do that. So when they went there and then they just sat inside of the base waiting for something to happen, also not what you do. The 82nd airborne goes in and secures the airfield. And then typically, uh, uh, Rangers and sometimes Marines, maybe, uh, Rangers go push out, create standoff, and then something like JSOC will conduct operations in the area. Right. That's how that works. And I know Millie knows this because he was in Panama where we did exactly that. Right. It was in 1989. Like he knows all this stuff. So the fact that these plans that Biden had, and this is why, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, this is why the Armed Services Committee has now requested or, or demanded, rather, that Lloyd Austin give them his plan, right, for the Afghan extraction. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Have you ever seen Congress demand a plan from a military commander before because it didn't make sense?
3: No, not in my lifetime.
2: Right. So the question is why. Now we're seeing it. I, Dakota Meyer and I were talking about this on our show, and people – we said it in the mainstream media a couple of places and people were like, no, that's not happening. And, 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 and one uh, lady in particular tried to go after us about it. The pre- our, our idea was this. Uh, and it's not an idea. It's stuff we heard from people. But the idea is that the reason that Biden was so sure when he said, we're going to get all our people out, the reason that he had this stupid plan in the first place, the reason that he gave up a list of American citizens to the Taliban is exactly what you saw yesterday. So we predicted... That this past weekend going into this week, you would see airlifts of US citizens coming out of Afghanistan and you would see pallets of cash going in. So, Saturday and Sunday, two planes full of American citizens leave. Today, it's announced 64 million or billion dollars is going back to the, to Afghanistan. Are we going to pretend like that's not the Taliban? Like we did, just give them sixty-four billion more dollars on top of the eighty-eight. This
1: was this was always assumed to be the out, the outcome with uh, with the current leadership. Of course, lack, lack thereof when it comes to. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration Event right now. Get twenty percent below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a twenty twenty-three Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland four by e or Summit four by e. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4 e and Summit 4 e models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
2: Leadership. But the problem for me is <clears throat> I get all the politics and stuff like that, but how did that military plan go all the way up the chain of command and then all the way back down? To the people who executed the plan without anybody ever saying anything, it's a million. It's sixty-four million.
3: I just sixty-four million. Excuse yeah. me.
2: Sorry. How did it go
3: up and down the chain without? That's a good question.
1: It's it's it's, it's internal rot. You know, look, man. That we had that professor earlier. The story came out where they compare. She said 9-11 was an attack on heteropatriarchal, you know, capitalism or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Syracuse <laughs> professor. You've got absolute systemic institutional decay. And we talk about how the left dominates institutions, but I'm sorry, what I I, I really see happening is just there's, there's interested groups knocking down the United States, period. Think about it this way. There are people right now cheering for Joe Biden's illegal mandate that bypasses the legislative branch. He's already attempted to bypass the legislative and the judicial with his eviction moratorium. And you have people cheering for it. That's basically like the U.S. system of governance has been uh, has been corrupted and is breaking apart, and they're celebrating. Glad think, it's happening.
2: I mean, the only way this could be more perfect is if instead of Biden, it was Joe Lieberman, right? Because he looked like Emperor Palpatine. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> Does yeah, everybody he, remember yeah, Lieberman he ran for from president. Connecticut? Yeah, he was from Connecticut, I think. 2008? Did he run? Uh, yeah. I believe it was 2000 or 2004. Joe he was Lieberman. in the primaries. I remember that guy. Yeah, he looked like Palpatine. But this is this – is, That's what's happening here. It's very bizarre. And I guess it always kind of happens that way where, uh, uh, I mean, it's the only time that that authoritarian movements are ever actually effective is when you convince the population that it's for their own good first. Right. And that is they
1: accept it. But I think what we're seeing now is that people don't care about what is right, what is wrong. They just want to feel good. And so they want to do whatever the tribe tells them to do. Right. And so that's why you have social currency. Yeah. Like, I think one of the one of the like the best examples of this is Cameron Caskey because I've interacted with him. And maybe it's unfair only because I haven't interacted with other more bad faith actors. Mm. But he tweets a whole lot of stuff. He's one of the Parkland kids. He tweets a whole bunch of stuff out about getting vaccinated and vaccine mandates. And then when I reply in good faith, it's all just garbage nonsense games to him. You know he, he he tweets garbage nonsense. He doesn't respond, so he's he, he's really interested in inflaming tensions and and causing strife. And then when you try and like I I I, I politely DM'd the guy and been like, hey, you know, just wanted to flag this for you. And he does. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I'm not going to engage with you on this stuff. Right. Literally don't care. And then starts insulting and screen grabbing and insulting my followers. And I'm like, I thought this dude was was more interested in actually accomplishing something, but you can see. I think one of the big problems we have with, with this country right now is there are young people on the left who are 100% demoralized. 100%. Right. So they grew up, these younger people grew up at a time with an economic collapse, parents who are probably struggling, that they themselves unable to find work, deciding to go to college, now have massive debt. Once again, we get into another crisis and they're like, why should I care about the world? Let it burn for all I care. And that's what they do. They go on Twitter, they start Twitter fights, and they don't care about solutions, they just want pain. They want it to burn.
3: And the three of us have acknowledged that we like to troll, or that, that like, I was a big internet troll from, like, 2009 to 2016, <laughs> yeah. and I realized how much damage I was doing. It seemed subtle, I was getting a good laugh out of it, but I think it was really r- messing people up.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, that's certainly, uh, I, there's, there's something, to- fun about trolling because you need irony right fundamentalism lacks irony that's their problem like the the idea that you can uh the the forboten thing like comedy and the arts are important but, the, to but, but, but I'm not down a
1: peg. i'm not talking about trolling hmm? you know look being sarcastic silly and 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 posting on twitter in ways that are trying to make a point
2: oh no this kid you're talking about is just a knucklehead he doesn't He's only hundreds trying. Of thousands of followers. He's only trying to make a point. He doesn't care about the cause. He's not all. trying to make a point. No, no, he, no, no.
1: He's not. That, that the point is, he's not trying to make a point. He's trying to start make fights a scene. Right. To make, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. the way I see it is, I mean, I, 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 I guess I can understand it to a certain extent. You know, they they grew up in a world that was on fire, mm-hmm. and the system is is corrupt and broken, and so they're just like, why should I bother with it? It's like, what, there, there's nothing to look forward to when, you, when, when you're born into the corrupt, the Kang the system. And so all right, they yeah. do is add there's to the no fire. Hope, yeah. I right. mean,
2: what's the, what's the quote from The Matrix? Hope is the quintessential human emotion, both the source of our greatest strength and weakness or something like that. I mean, certainly, if you imagine Mel Gibson in The Patriot with his weird haircut and his tricorner hat coming over the hill, waving the flag telling people to charge, who is that in American society right now? Who isn't just sitting around? bitching and crying about the state of things who's who's saying you know what guys we can actually do this like the only reason any of these politicians have any powers because we allow that to happen you're you're telling me that 535 people plus the president and his staff and washington are overpowering 350 million people that is physically impossible
1: but people are unfortunately that we're a nation of cowards
2: and absolutely well i don't know if i don't know if we're a nation of cowards I, i think no, what, no, no. What, did, no. Uh, what
1: I mean, I'm, I'm not calling everyone in this country cowards. No, I, I, under, I understand what you mean. I think We have it's, a large quantity of cowards in this country. There's a
2: George Bernard Shaw quote <clears throat> and it's liberty means responsibility. That's why most men dread it. Mm. Yep. Right? And I think it's like when you, we, we do it for social reasons too. You walk by someone and they trip a little bit and you divert your eyes because you don't want to get involved in that. I don't want to feel a uh, uh, collective shame because something just happened or whatever. And if you look at a piece of garbage on the ground and then you look back up and keep walking,
1: shopping th- cart test. You know the shopping cart test.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you leave it out, or who, who well, puts it away in the? In the you, can, you can you can you can
1: there. you can tell like the. Uh, I guess I'll be a little bit more. Um, Grandiose. You can tell the strength of the community by how many shopping carts are strewn about the, right. uh, the shop, the supermarket well, I mean, parking that, lot.
2: That's kind of like broken window theory, right? I mean, well, I, I guess in the inverse of that.
1: For those that aren't familiar, it's basically returning a shopping cart to the corral takes very little time, if any. It doesn't reward you with anything. It's just the right thing to do. Mm. Correct.
3: You can also run and jump on it and ride it. It's fun. Oh,
1: there you go. But you'll notice you go to some places and their shopping carts just piled up all over the place right. because people go to their cars, push it to the side, and say, I don't care. It'd take you only 10 seconds to do the right thing. Mm. Same thing with littering.
2: So I hate that's one, one of my pet peeves is when people litter. Yep. Th- that, that is the, I, I, I see, you. I agree with that principle, the shopping cart principle, and I agree with what you're saying right now just for that reason because I can feel it. Like, just do the right thing. When people cr- cross in the middle of the street and don't go to the crosswalk, that's twenty feet away, that makes me mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. do. It's we, we set it all up for you to do it right, so you are safe, so the driver's safe, so everybody's safe, and you because what you felt like it, you just not that I like look breaking, no scruples. It, it's it's about it's not about following the rules. It's about personal responsibility. Like if we're gonna put so much weight on personal responsibility, my body, my choice, liberty, I want to do what I want to do, then do the right damn thing.
1: But there is there is I think there is a there is an We are a country of people who refuse to accept their responsibility. I'll put it that way. Mm. And that's true for the left and the right. You know, people have quoted Thomas Paine, let there be trouble in my day so that my children will know peace. And the number one thing I hear over and over again and did for years as to why people would not stand up against the tyranny was, I don't want to put my kids at risk. Right. So it's like two years ago when I said they are coming to your workplace they are going to come after you. They are going to subject you to this and your kids. They're going to, they're doing this, you know, the things you're, they're going to do to your kids in the schools. You've got to speak up now before it's too late. And people would be like, look, I don't want to lose my job. I got to feed my kids. Okay. Well, now we're at the point where we're seeing all these Twitter messages pop up where people are like, I lost my job because of the mandates. Right, I'm yeah. losing my job. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. my, my kids, I'm trying to pull them out of school now because of the CRT stuff. Oh no, the board members, they're pushing CRT and they're voting against us. What do we do? And I'm like, well, I would say right now, start speaking up and just keep in mind that if you would have spoken up two years ago and all and got all your friends together and was right. active about this it may have never happened in the first place
2: yeah i completely agree with that i mean look there's we, we're we're at the precipice now i mean it's I, I don't know if uh i i hate hyperbole i hate how the the word nazi gets thrown around a lot it's very irritating because There are still people alive who went through that stuff, and I guarantee you they would not associate what they went through with anything that's happening right now.
1: On both sides, there are survivors accusing the other side of being the Nazis.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's... it's What are we talking about here, man? I mean, we can't have a reasonable conversation. People have, have grown to the point where they think that their opinion about facts are themselves the facts. Right. So we're not even having... We're not even speaking the same language anymore. You say racist, and you mean something... That you, you mean somebody that genuinely hates other people. And then somebody else says uh, racist, and they mean a, a power structure that's been created over the last four yeah, years. Yeah, but like, that's, that's a good even, point. We're not even talking right, about right, the right. same thing.
1: No, no, no. You know, that's that's a great point. We, we talked about that years ago, mm. that the debate happening was, were, were, words mean, didn't mean the same thing. Right. And that we'd have to agree on common definitions. We're well past that point. Oh yeah, we're well I don't past know if we'll that. ever be truly past that. No, no, no we're past That's that important point, to that always define racism, you know. No, if no, you're no. Gonna no yell, Ian, yell Ian, out. Ian, It is, but. In he, twenty fourteen, If you ask a progressive
3: what
2: racism is, they'll see it's a confluence between power and racial prejudice. Okay,
1: so in 2014, Basically. with all the Gamergate stuff happening, mm. and then into 2015, as it escalated, 2016, we started seeing physical conflict with Trump. I was saying, based off of what tons of other YouTubers had already said, I'm like, clearly people aren't speaking the same language. When you're having this debate, the left is arguing racism means prejudice plus power, intersectionality, and the right is arguing it means discrimination, on the basis of race. Right. The point we're at now in 2021 is that I can sit here and say, like, I'm pro-choice. And then have someone who's conservative say, I'm pro-life. And I'll say, okay, we understand what that means. Let's have a discussion on the ethics and morality of how this plays out in, in U.S. governance mm-hmm. and what, what's the right thing to do. The left says, we will literally claim words mean something else just so that we can claim we won the debate. Mm. Right. That, that's, it's not about no. not having the same definition. It's about them actively right. changing words no. on the fly no. on purpose. Well, I'm sorry. It's no, no. about Merriam-Webster changing the definition of the word racism, changing the definition of the word anti-vax specifically. Changing Changing what, changing what the word immunity means. J- just so that mm-hmm. people recently. can win a political argument. <laughs> right. yeah. They are actively trying to confuse you so that you don't understand what they're arguing. Well, that's they're brave. not arguing for that's, anything.
2: That's Brave New World, right? I mean, it's it's that and removing words. Well,
1: mm-hmm. Brave New World was was keeping people locked down by pleasures. Uh, not Brave
2: New World. Uh, uh, in 1984. 1984. They start removing words. So right. instead of good and bad, it's good and not good. Like, right. but it's one where ungood or whatever they un-good. said nonsense, you know, right?
1: It's it's a, a what is it a, a brave new Fahrenheit nineteen eighty four for? <laughs> I know <laughs> that's what we're living in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: But it's what 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 role do you think the fact that there's absolutely no tolerance at this point for anybody to be wrong at any point about anything? You know what I mean? Like you you, you
1: said you you didn't like the word Nazi being thrown around, right? Because it's like you know I think the challenge with the word Nazi is. You say Nazi and then say, oh, well, why is it like the Nazis? You say fascist or communist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they tried, those were words that were specific to ideologies in the early 1900s in Europe and things like that. And, and yes, they had prominence in other places, but we need, we need new words to describe what the left is. Authoritarian, yes, but it's something specific. Authoritarian, identitarian, communist. They're like, they're commie Nazis, you know, they're commie Nazi fascists. It, we'll it's, just-
2: it's a little, I mean, cause there's social programs sprinkled in there. But it's also very identity driven, and it's also very corporatist. So how, how do you define that? Well, I, I mean, that's, they, that's, they, that's they, Nazism. They, they took all of the all of the tenets of authoritarianism and kind of combined them into one. And we have it
1: both- is very. I, I argue with. Uh, I was arguing with someone about this. It is it is what the left is today is very 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 close to Nazism. Not the same thing, but what was what was what was Hitler doing? He was trying to st- steal back land he claimed was rightfully right. Ger- German. Oh, now you've got the left arguing. We just had a terrorist convicted for trying to derail trains to seize the land back for the indigenous. They're identity-based, okay? They're not the same when it comes to Nazis and like Aryan. They're very anti-white, but they're still identity-based, authoritarian. They use fascistic ethos like there is no truth but power. There's a lot of similarities. So I suppose the issue is they'll always try and deflect... By claiming you're the Nazi when you know, I, I love it. You have the Gadsden flag, don't tread on me. Literally saying, Leave me alone and you know, I'll leave you alone. Don't don't come near me. That's what it meant by and, the way. And they have the flag of the fist squ- the communist fist <laughs> squeezing the snake saying we will tread on I'm like you're the it's You're am, the fascist! It's
3: amazing to think that this... Because the Nazi party is a real political party. I think there's American Nazi party, isn't there? There's like National uh, well they Socialist were, American
2: Party. Uh, they, Ameri- the National Socialist of America, the NSA, yeah. They were big in the 1930s, obviously. Or actually the 1920s. It yeah. was it was uh it was big on the East Coast. Yeah, so the
3: so these States. people, their hatred for that has turned them into that which they hate. How often does that does happen, though? No, no, right? no. It's, it's, it's pretty it's, common. It's, it's, it's written is, about.
1: I think my opinion on this is that the current iteration of the establishment left and many of their you know more progressive and DSA type uh, um, sycophants is just what happens when you get behavioral sink and cultural decay mm. what happens oh, is oh
3: yeah that makes a lot of sense it's just part of a system this it's, it's, is a function it's, it's of just this fire. kind of system I mean, there's it's, only, it's just a fire there's, no, a, there's, there's only one way fire. to
2: turn right i mean it's it, you turn to tribalism and it's like uh, the stanton paper the uh, the stages of genocide like how all that stuff progresses from from uh, uh, let's see. I actually have it somewhere on here. Let me see. God, this probably, uh, probably
3: happened for tens of thousands of years.
2: So just just to uh, go through some of these quickly. Classification is the first one. People divided into them and us. I mean, come on, man. Uh, uh, symbolization when combined with hatred. Symbols may be forced upon uh, unwilling members of pariah groups like the the star, the Nazi right, Jews, right, right, right. Or like uh, maggot and all this stuff. Or even... name uh, Name-calling. B- yeah, we're not going to get into that because I don't want to get you flagged here. But uh, discrimination happens, which is, you know, the the what is it? What, what, are, what are we People are already being fired? We're referring to it now as the uh, as the uh, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, even though there's no scientific basis for any of that nonsense. Right. That's it,
1: just, it's it's Kamala Harris said in a tweet recently, I think it was today, we must protect the vaccinated. And I'm like, but they are from whom? vaccinated. Right, I don't understand what that, that means. So
2: if, if protect the vaccinated from whom? They're vaccinated, so they're not talking about protect them from COVID, clearly.
1: So I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, don't know what it means. But I think right. she did
2: mean COVID, which is silly.
3: If she vaccinated. did, then she doesn't No, know. you can't
1: assume that. But what the that, heck? That, 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 she that's the, met that's met the met issue that you've got to watch out for with con artists. Con artists use something called assumptive language. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they can say a thing to make you believe something without actually but ever the, having lied.
2: But if you challenge them on it, they'll be like, well, I don't know. Right. I mean, oh, they, they, they always people, backpedal when they do. People don't. People the next don't. one after that is dehumanization. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, deplorable. Right. Right. That, that was just a, what, what an incredibly stupid thing to say. Actually, somebody uh, it wasn't Rolling Stone. Maybe it was the Daily Beast. Somebody ran a story uh, a week or two ago and it said uh, Hillary's biggest mistake was calling people deplorables. But was she right or something like that? You're right. kidding me. Really? You're writing that right now. Are you trying to stoke conflict? I mean, obviously they are, but yeah, I ask it rhetorically. Uh, the these things, the, these dystopian this, novels were not uh, 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 a guidebook. It was a warning.
1: We went through the the stages multiple times, and I think we've like in some instances you, we stop it too. There's like ten, right? Ten is like yeah. erasure of the genocide. Nine is genocide. Right. When it comes to the vaccine stuff, it's starting to feel like it's getting crazy mm. because you have them saying plague rats. You have them saying, like, uh, we must protect the vaccinated. It's very, like, Mm. they're literally classifying. They're literally talking about quarantine and things like that. And so it seems like that is the dangerous territory. But ultimately, what I was saying about what the modern iteration of the left is right now, I'm calling it fire. Mm. What I mean by that is ignition started at some point. And there was no one willing to take responsibility to do anything to to stop the fire, put it out. So it's been growing and growing. The bigger it grows, the harder it is to put it out. Eventually, it becomes impossible to put out. And then it sweeps over everything. It is a chaotic and destructive force with no goals. The best example, one example I love using is the word Wimixen, W-O-M-X-N. You ever hear this word? No. So there was an organization that said, we must respect all Wimixen. And Wimixen means the inclusive word for women. A bunch of feminists and leftists Oh I
2: see it's like Latinx but with X with an X. And, oh right. my god. So
1: they started getting attacked saying why do you need a different word for women? Are you acting like trans women aren't women and need a different mm. word to include them? Simultaneously. The word "woman" and "wimexen" we were both the offensive and inoffensive versions. Yeah, yeah. There was po- not; it was not possible for you to use the right word. Right. No yeah. matter what you use, someone would come after you for violent intent because there is no goal, there is no good. There is only we will destroy. Now let's do this. Let's jump o- jump over to our good friends in Australia, mm. and let me clap back at uh, uh, the Australian. I mean, oh, it's getting wild fantastic. over there. So uh, Australia is in the process of building more camps, which they already have several of. These are camps with relocatable cabins, they say, for quarantining people who are, uh, as they say, when they're coming from abroad, they need to be placed into this camp, into a bungalow, to be kept safe so that they can't infect people with COVID. Oh, be protected, I see. And they have to wait there. Now, I refer to this as a concentration camp. Why? Because the word concentration camp... Doesn't literally mean Nazi death camp. Right. And there is some, uh, um, you know, you you are trying to evoke an emotion by saying concentration camp. I did not choose those words lightly. I'm literally trying to point out what's happening. The government of Australia has built camps. Mm -hmm. They are putting people in those camps. They are claiming it's for safety. This is step one in the 100 step process towards locking up people, sealing them in and then letting them die. Will it get to that point? Maybe not. No idea. But when has the government built camps with relocatable cabins for people deemed suspected of having a sickness to be be locked away for a short period of time? When has that turned out well?
3: Uh, I want to just... Clarify. You're exactly right on the definition of concentration camp. It's a camp where large numbers of persons, such as whatever political prisoners, whatever, are de- are detained for the purposes of concentrating them in one place. Exactly. That's what that means. The death camps were a very specific type right. of concentration mm. camp, not common.
1: Right. And so you're trying to evoke an emotion by calling it a concentration camp. Obviously. Sure. Of course. Yeah. But quite literally, it's just when people are concentrated in one place, which is what they're doing. Now, I will. I will. Uh, uh, as much as I typically don't like doing this, I'm going to actually just call out Quillette and Claire Lehman specifically because I used to be a big fan. And now I think they are one of the most, they're one of the perfect examples, Quillette and, and Claire, of how you get the Nazis. So you look at Nazi Germany and people would say like, how did it get so bad? Well, no, it's really simple. When the people who are claiming to be the intelligent dissidents started apologizing for the actions of the Nazis, any reasonable dis- dissent was gone. And it's probably because they were scared of the state. They were scared of being included in, as as an undesirable or as unclean or being labeled. They were scared. Recently, we've seen with the opposition to critical race applied principles in schools, Claire Lehman of Quillette, Kathy Newmaning, James Lindsay, meaning she takes things he says greatly out of context to try and smear him, which is really weird because why would you do that? He's talking about American political issues, and there's no reason to take what he's saying out of context. Recently, when I tweeted concentration camp in response to the camps they're building in Australia, Claire did a a tweet saying that I called them death camps, which is, again, out of context or just hyperbolic, and then criticized me, which ended up now in the Australian, as I'm told, one of Murdoch's Australian papers. Now, in this uh, article, she says, mocked we may be, but compare the death rates. This is Claire Lehman, Quillette, supposedly supposed to be classically liberal, challenging mm-hmm. the wokeness in the establishment, defending the authoritarian practices of Australia. A video of a man being taken out of a hotel because there was a manhunt because he didn't quarantine and he was seen sneezing in an elevator. There's a video, and we have it, of a guy who they, they show up to his house with the police in full gear and he's confused as to what's happening. They said he's being taken to a hotel quarantine indefinitely. It, it, News 9 Australia saying this. When you have police showing up to people's homes and saying, we're going to quarantine you, then they say, we are building, we've built camps and we will build more camps. At what point do you say, I kind of don't trust the government doing this? Do you think that when the Nazis started building these camps, they went out and told the public what their intention was? No. Of course not.
2: Well, I mean, the presumption is, if you believe the stories that we read uh when the uh, 101st Airborne first came upon one of these camps that was the first that anybody except for the people that lived nearby that saw the ashes of bodies burning going yeah. by their homes like those people in the villages knew but then like people in munich they, they had no idea they so, allegedly anyways right well
1: yeah. so the propaganda is you can look back at it one of the uh the famous bits of propaganda from the nazis was that the warsaw ghetto for instance the jews carried typhus mm. and for the sake of the health you know we needed to get in there and we need to do something about it that's what they were doing so they they, they they pull up in the trucks. They say, get on the train cart. And then when I see a video of a guy with the cops showing up and they're like, it's time for your indefinite quarantine, and he's like, all right, mate. I'm like, that guy did not learn a single thing from history. Now, I'll admit, it's a big challenge. What do you do when multiple cops show up, quarantine, ready to take you in? It's like, man, I'm not going to presume to be the arbiter of morality on this one to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. But I will say it's shocking for us, nonetheless, to watch a video out of Australia where a guy says he, he apparently... let me let me let me jump to this uh this tweet um now i will admit first and foremost there's video it says news 9 exclusive nothing comes up people have been searching for this guy's name because like the search algorithms show you people are searching for this guy's name but nothing comes up from news 9 and i don't know the original source on this video but this man says you can see him the cops show up to his house they're wearing gear he says he got a covid test just for peace of mind never got alerted to what happened Until one day the cops showed up saying he was positive and would be taken in for an indefinite quarantine. I don't know what happened to this guy or where he's ended up. But why would anyone look at that and say, that's fine. That's normal. Now, to throw it back to Quillette. What they what what happened. So what uh, Clelliman has written for the Australian. She briefly mentions me saying in the opening paragraph, the international media spotlight has been shining on Australia lately and not in a good way. Last week, the left-leaning Atlantic magazine published an article that asked rhetorically if we were still a liberal democracy. No, Australia is not. uh, That's me adding that in. She goes on to say, US TV host Tucker Carlson told his audience of 3 million viewers Australia has descended into totalitarianism, which it has. And on social media, popular US YouTube personality Tim Pool likened our quarantine facilities to concentration camps. They then show a statement from this guy Josh Zeps of uh, he's an Australian mm. broadcasting uh, broadcaster or whatever. He says repurposing outback mining accommodation into international arrival bungalows is not the same as running a concentration camp. Literally, by definition, it is. Mm. Concentration camps are bad because they brutalize political prisoners, not because they look ugly in aerial photos. This is what I said about the Kathy Newmaning. Now, to be fair, like I, I, I think we all know, concentration camp evokes. A kind of yeah, memory the of what, Germany what Nazi what Germany was doing. But I use that phrase specifically not to imply that Australia has been rounding people up and beating them and executing them, though I do think people there are being mistreated, as we've seen in some of the videos. But just listen to what he's saying. Repurposing outback mining accommodation into international arrival bungalows. It's more than that. They're getting people from their houses as well. It's not just international. Now, hold on. That video, they say hotel quarantine. It seems like that was before they had the camp set up and they were putting people in hotels. But here's my point on that. Canada's doing that still, right? The hotels. Well, the hotels, right? yeah. yeah. So this guy is, look, they built camps. They literally built camps to concentrate people, right? You
2: know what, we were, we were just tired. It was a huge conspiracy theory, uh, the FEMA camp thing, right? That, yeah, would, that back, would never yeah. happen in the West. That would never happen here. Like it's literally happening right now.
1: Well, so here's my point. This guy starts, you know, tweeting, you know, I, I love how absolutely pathetic Quillette has become. I mean, I mean that somewhat, I'm being sarcastic. It's, it's sad. We, there was an event we did. I, I was at it in Milwaukee and I met Claire and I was excited. I'm like, Quillette does a great job. It's very rational, reasonable. It's anti-authoritarian. And now they are literally dropping to their knees and gagging on boot. When you have videos of a guy sneezing in an elevator and then a manhunt, and they find him and they're dragging away in this full gear while people cheer for it. When you have a video of a guy being taken from his house for a hotel quarantine, it's not about whether or not they are actively putting those people in camps. It's about they've created camps to concentrate people as they come into the country. They're building more of them. The, the, the Brisbane, Brisbane, how we pronounce it, camp isn't expected to be finished until mid 2022. Brisbane. Brisbane. So what does that mean? Brizzy. <laughs> Brizzy. They do not expect they, they, they do not expect the pandemic to end until sometime after mid-2022, because I really doubt they're building a camp to just shut down immediately or not use at all. It's very likely they will use it like they're using these camps. If they're already willing to show up to someone's house and take them away for a quarantine, why wouldn't they eventually just say, well, we have these quarantine facilities. They're better than the hotels. It's cheaper for everybody, so we'll just put them in the bungalows. It's just a bungalow. What's the big yeah, deal? Yeah, you're going
3: to get pushback uh, that they're not camps. You're, you'll probably start hearing that. They're it's, not it's, camps, Tim. Well, okay, well, they're well, quarantine well, facilities. That's, that's literally my They're point. concentration facilities. <laughs> yeah. and It's yeah, the, that's the same thing.
1: Uh-huh. And that's the point I'm making with what he said, except they call them relocatable cabins. Sure, call them whatever. No, no, no. no. Concentrate. A cabin, Yeah, yeah. a cabin, cabin. They're cabins, concentration cabins. Well, no, no, no. no. The point is campgrounds have cabins. Oh, you're right.
2: Yeah, this is all this is all political messaging, though. How quickly did the phrase kids in cages switch to whatever the Obama or the Biden administration uh, were calling them? And, And and the the circumstances were far worse, by the way. I don't know if you've seen. I'm sure you have. You've seen these pictures, right? Of the kids rolled under up, the bridge uh, of of kids yeah. rolled up in, in in thermal blankets. It
1: was and, bad right. when it was under Trump, but at least Trump was actively saying we gotta end yeah. this, this. This which is, by crisis. the way is the
2: same thing that Hillary Clinton was saying as Secretary of State in 2013. Exactly that. Right. Do not come here.
1: And 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 Bernie. Yeah, yeah. But let's 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 I'm gonna throw back to Australia and make this point. In the United States, we saw Black Lives Matter marching through the street, shoulder to shoulder, no masks, and the media said it was fine. They're not super spreader events because we say so. Sturgis happened, motorcycle rally, not even overtly political for the most. I mean, I'm sure there was politics there, but for the most part, it's a motorcycle rally, mm. super spreader event. Protesters on the state capitol stairs, super spreader event. We get it. Obama can have his big birthday party and everything's fine, even though people did get sick. Black Lives Matter can protest and it's fine. What do you think's going to happen in Australia with these people protesting the quarantines? How long until the police say, well, this quarantine was a super spreader event. So we're going to start putting these people in quarantine for their own right. safety. You're
2: developing a mechanism for them to get retribution against people politically.
1: And so this guy tweeted at me and said, when that starts happening, I'll admit I was wrong. And I'm like, and therein lies my point, (laughs) that you would let it happen Mm. before you would do anything about it. And I would say, hey, don't let them do it. Quillette, you're cowards.
2: First they came for the uh, socialists, and I wasn't a socialist, so I didn't say anything. Then they came for the trade unions, and I wasn't a trade Mm -hmm. unionist didn't say anything so then they came for the jews i wasn't a jew so i didn't say anything and then they came for me and there was no one left to say anything me. that's yeah. a very good poem yep man it, it's and by the way even the data she's talking about is nonsense she's look at our numbers it's it's we're 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 lower than if we had lost as many the percentage of the united states did do you know how many there's so it's many it, countries sweden uh forget about sweden uh, Panama, Lithuania, Nepal, Libya, Botswana, Ireland, Switzerland, Georgia, Nigeria, the Republic of the Congo have lower case mortality rates than Australia. Mm. To Are be you kidding
1: me? F- to be fair, I'm sure that the people of Australia have never heard of Benjamin Franklin. Oh yeah, and you know he <laughs> was, yeah, he enough, would, yeah. we, we were fortunate enough to have Benjamin Franklin, who said, "Those that would sacrifice some sec- uh, s- sacrifice freedom for s- for temporary security deserve neither and will lose both." Is, co-
3: is COVID wrecking like? Third world, I don't like using that word, third world countries, how, how would I, or less industrially developed. Is, is COVID wrecking them or is this an there's obesity two, crisis like in the first world? There's
1: two points to be made on third world countries yeah. or underdeveloped nations. One, um, there's, there's not much data at all saying that there's large numbers of deaths. And if you look at a lot of the, 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 the charts and everything, you'll see nothing happening. The second point is they don't have the infrastructure for tracking a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm, so right. countries with underdeveloped yeah. medical infrastructure aren't tracking anything. I would of also
2: it. say some of the more I mean once once the the first wave rolled through there, there's no guarantee that uh, a Delta variant would pop up independently in that place. And how, how many people are traveling to third world countries? You know what I mean? Right. right. So it, it, less travel,
1: yeah. less population density means less right. spread. Which so. probably
2: mean they, they reached, uh, the fact that they have less access, they, that they're more crowded together and have less, less access to modern medicine probably means they reached uh, a higher percentage of natural immunity faster than any other place, right, you would think. So I'm even when a even necessity, even yeah. when a even when a new variant popped up, they would be more protected. I mean, we, everybody knows at this point that the COVID vaccine treats the spike protein, right? Primarily, right? It, it
1: it's it triggers an immune response to the spike protein, right? right. So, this the but Johnson, there's there's 28 Johnson. other Johnson.
2: proteins on the COVID cell, right? So if I don't you, know. I, I'm I'm telling you oh, they, okay. that, <laughs> that that red that red circle with all the stuff coming off of that you have seen in the news and stuff. Those are all little proteins, right? Mm -hmm. The spike protein is the one that's being treated because that's the one that was causing us issues. The other 28 are not – they're treated to some degree by this because of the triggered response, but nowhere near as effective as as natural immunity, and we see this in this Israeli study. It's 800,000 people. Yeah you, don't, yeah, yeah, you don't get much bigger than that when it comes to a medical. Right. Just
3: as the human brain is greater than any computer we've ever built, I imagine right. our immune system is stronger than any medicine we could ever administer. I would imagine. Well, I don't know, but I mean, the most we're protect- incredible, no, that's, that's the most biomechanical, machines. the most
2: protected you could be is to have had COVID, survived it, and also been vaccinated. For right. Yes. Yeah. Right there's no the, question about
1: that. The, the, what are they calling that? The super immunity, or whatever? <laughs> and, and in order it. to
2: develop immunity, it's about consuming the right
3: products, including vaccines and mm. food and all these things. So it's not the, like the, the, it's not a black and white. You, thing. you
1: know, I would push back on your immunity thing because right. there are diseases we could not treat or cure, but mm-hmm. we could vaccinate against. Like if you get rabies, you die. Mm. If you get bit and we administer the vaccine a good fast point, enough, man. modern medicine's
2: incredible. Not even yeah. modern, just medicine in general. Food, but le- food is double. that a is that a prophylactic vaccine though? No, we don't get a we don't get a shot for that before. We get it.
1: Well, no. So the way the uh, rabies works is mm. that once you get bit, mm. it has to go into your nerve cells. Right. When it, that happens, yeah. you're dead. Right. So if you get bit and you get the vaccine, it prevents it, the infection. But that's not a prophylactic system. vaccine.
2: Right? No, that's a regular vaccine. Yeah, so it's like
1: and it's like six shots, like every yeah. day, for like or not shots, every day, like yeah. it was like every week for like six weeks it's, or something. Yeah, wow. Oh, In your stomach but or something it destroys
2: rabies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, pre- <laughs> it, it, it you prevents you. <laughs> right, that's incredible. I've grown pretty weary of everybody comparing this to polio and measles and smallpox, too. which are very, very serious. Mm-hmm. And They're, of course they yeah. are. I mean polio in children was about 2 to 5% but the, the loss of limb or loss of use of your limbs was pretty bad right. when you reached adult age it was somewhere between 15 and 30% measles somewhere between 10 and 15% uh, smallpox 20% these are nowhere close to 0.3% Right, people that died or people that caught it, mortality. Yeah, yeah. wow, twenty percent. So
1: that, 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 look, that's like uh, it's
2: it's apples and some fruit. No one's ever heard of. If you're a fan of Arrested Development, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say that something.
1: (laughs) Well, pawpaws are great. We have we have a whole bunch of pawpaws. Yeah, we do. So (laughs) I didn't I didn't realize you know I thought we only had a few, but we went. We have this like wooded area as part of the property, and they're everywhere. You step on them that. It's yeah. like, oh, you shake a tree and they just keep falling in the head. You're like, yeah. oh, there's too what, many of them. What the
2: hell is this? I feel like I'm in a, a sci fi novel or something.
1: Right. Yeah, have you ever <laughs> see a weird. pop? You've seen a pop up before. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah hillbilly or banana. Hillbilly. Yeah, what, what were you just talking about? Well, talking about,
3: about how, how, um, how oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, point, enjoying point, this so point much. Point
1: <laughs> so here's what I was going to say. I think it's fair to point out that early on we were like, hey, it's novel, so it's going to spread rapidly. Because
2: there's, there's, there's. It's there's, also going to mutate more quickly than we used to, right?
1: And the mortality is like, I think it's like, what, double the flu or whatever. Uh, right around there, yeah, and so i'm like, I think it's a good reason to be worried about this, you know we're, it's not the same thing well, if you 're under forty and healthy, then
2: there's not a reason for you to worry about yourself, but you do have some responsibility to the people who are over forty right right yeah we we ha we we do bear some responsibility for those around us in some way now i don't bear a whole lot of responsibility for somebody who's been stuffing. A uh, uh, sugar and fat down their throat for the last 25 years. Well, fat's okay. It's a sugar. But when they're the mixed, face. it's yeah. really good. <laughs> fat and <laughs> sugar yeah, together, and yeah, sugar yeah, sugar together are not great. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm not, I don't bear any responsibility for that. But I do understand, like, with, with some of the, I don't like being told what to do. And I think if this was a serious enough problem, people wouldn't need to be. That's the issue with liberty, right? If people typically trend towards taking care of one another. Yeah. Especially Americans, nobody gives more money anywhere in the world than the Amer—not the American government, the American citizen. Like when the uh, when the uh, uh, the storms happened in uh, Indonesia, right? And they had the tsunamis and all that stuff. Nobody gave more money to the Indonesian people than the American citizen, not the American taxpayer, the American citizen. And this stuff pops up all the time. We see these people in Afghanistan uh, that need to get out. They're friends of ours. People are spending their own money to go over there without guns, by the way. These guys were operating without arms, going into hostile territory, grabbing people and getting them out. That is who people are, generally speaking. Let them be that. Let them be good. Let them be American because that's what it means to be American in the first place. You're, you're robbing them of the honor of being that thing. And, of course, they're going to turn. That's how I, it works.
1: I want to I point out something going back to this Australian article that uh, I think is important for critical thinkers. There's a certain amount of trust you can place in institutions based on the credibility that they have and the things they've done that you can track and then make your assessment. I typically have a hard time trusting a lot of the mainstream news outlets, but I, if I can fact check them, if I can find source material, I will. Sometimes you just blindly trust they're telling the truth. For instance, you know, one of the articles we used from KTLA earlier was just quoting a woman, and for all I know, they didn't actually quote a woman. I don't know. So we do have trust in these institutions. I just think it's kind of funny. That if in this Australian article they say the data says that you know X amount of deaths in Australia and you know A B C D, if I'm criticizing your government for building camps in which they take human beings and place them, and then there's a video of a guy where he's like you know we're waiting to be fed. One woman was yelled at by the cops because she was she took her mask down a sip tea. <laughs> If I'm criticizing your government for being authoritarian crackpots, and then you go, yes, but that same government told us that it's important and we should all do it. I'm like, Isn't it kind mm, of like that's using my a, point. You're yeah. using a word in its own definition? Yeah, exactly. Mm, like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. If you're coming out and being like, the government did this thing, and then the government told us it worked. Yes, we investigated ourselves and found we did yeah. nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're doing.
2: <laughs> I'm all set on those explanations.
1: It's, 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 it's sad, right? I was talking to some people about you know where, how, where Quillette has gone recently. Particularly with Claire, um, she, moderately prominent anti-SJW personality or anti-woke. Mm. Now she's just doing this whole crypto-woke thing. Mm. What's that? It's where they'll be like, I'm not woke. But your criticism of the woke is, is going too far. So what they do yeah, is... W- Weinstein gets into
2: that a little bit. Yeah, they like create it, a... If you listen to his interview with... Erica uh, Brett. With... Uh, uh, Eric, if you if you listen to his interview on the por- on Portal with uh, uh, Douglas Murray, who's one of my favorite authors, by the mm-hmm. way, he's a great great author. Uh, he wrote um, uh, uh, what is it, The, the Madness of, Madness Bruts, of Crowds? Yeah. It's one of the best books I've ever read. If you haven't read The Madness of Crowds, I highly recommend Very it. Good. But uh, yeah, he, that conversation, he was like, I don't really like. I understand where woke is coming from, and it's like, dude, you don't. I understand nuance in conversation, but you do not. Th- what, what you were talking about earlier with the uh, with the with the Germans and how people in positions of, of authority started being becoming apologists, or at least passively. So for this nonsense, well,
1: I disagree with them, but yeah, your that, criticism what, goes too far. What
2: that does hmm. is it, it, it arms people with it, it. It gives them permission to say, Oh, well, right. And go on about their day.
1: It's not that bad. Yeah.
2: What is, it's it, just it, a camp. Anytime, well, any, time you have to utter the phrase, it's not that bad. That's like uh, a couple of, uh, starting a new Facebook account with both their names in it. Somebody cheated, right? You yeah. know, something is up here. Something has happened wrong, and now people are correcting for it. You don't make statements like that if it's good. And it why, since when do we settle for it? it's not that bad?
1: Well, the crazy thing was this guy who was criticizing me tweeted, no one is being brought to these camps. And I'm like... Then why did they build the camps? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? There's people being brought there. They're it's like being, a guy
2: building a doomsday device. Don't worry, I'm never going to use this thing. Yeah, yeah we
1: built camps. <laughs> Nobody's being brought there. I mean, I guess maybe he's saying no one's going to Australian people's homes and picking them up to bring them there.
2: Yeah, well, there's video of that too, though. So uh,
1: when, to the ho- to the hotels yeah, at least. I mean, so it, like the intent is there to bring right. people to camps.
2: When when does when do people stop suspending their disbelief? I wonder. I mean, it's it's like that. I gotta tell you, man. that George Bernard Shaw thing. P- it, it, once you open your eyes, you're responsible for what you're seeing,
3: and
1: mm-hmm. that is a problem for a lot of people. We we had someone here, and then after the show ended, and we were like wrapping up and getting up to leave, they were like, you know, you really think there's going to be like some kind of civil war or something? And I was like, we're in it. It's happening. Yeah, he's like, no, nah, <laughs> I think everything will be back to normal. and It'll calm down. And I'm like. What part of a 1,000 people broke into the Capitol and fought with cops and stopped the electoral college process, and there was a shootout in Portland numerous times, and the guy was shot in the chest twice, and there's been ongoing skirmishes, and the Capitol police are being expanded nationwide to start tracking down maggots, and George W. Bush is comparing right-wing individuals in this country to the Taliban. Like, what part of all of that don't you understand? I would understand?
3: Even say there's a global civil corporate war. Like, it's it's a corporate... There's a there's a there's a the corporations have been at war with the plebes for since I don't know when since the 1600s since mm. the bankers wanted to just control the system or something. So well, I mean, it,
2: it, yeah, it was I, before that. It was a war between the the wardens and the king, right? It was like uh, uh, you know between King John and all the the Robin Hood story. We all know this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it was all, it was the levels of aristocracy fighting against one another. Everybody else was illiterate and unarmed. So and that
3: was, that was King Richard's brother, John. Yeah, Richard yeah. left to go fight in the Crusades and left his brother in charge of this country. And Correct. John is notably a terrible, terrible leader. Correct. Makes me think about Joe Biden. A lot mm-hmm. of times when I think about Joe Biden, I think King John. Be yeah. one Cannon. of the worst. This, and, and John just, just messed, messed up the, the country horribly. Uh,
2: badly, yeah. He did end up signing, uh, a document that gave rights to the wardens for the first time, but still not the common people sometime around the 16th, 17th century, actual normal people, started getting rights. People like John Locke started talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Martin Luther started talking uh, up from the religious side. Mm. A lot of stuff started happening. Yeah, it's been going on for a
1: while. So what happens,
3: is, people is, defeat is, the top and then they get to the top and then they stop fighting for the people below them? Is that the, been the... They were never
1: fighting for people below them. No,
2: and that's a big problem too. One of my favorite quotes ever in the history of, of the world is from Martin Luther King Jr. He said, you have two hands for a reason. One to pull yourself up and the other one to pull the next guy up with you. Mm. And if that is not the way we're intent on living our lives, we may as well just go back to... To fighting in, in caves and shit you know what it's I mean?
1: it's 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 really simple ian you have someone who's looking around saying why am i in this circumstance and they decide to blame someone else or they decide i can take from someone else they can justify to themselves look at all these other people in a similar circumstance that's evidence that i am correct once they get stuff they say well why didn't you do what i did when i fought to get my stuff it's always for themselves they just justify their plight or their, their, th- or justify their amoral actions by claiming they're fighting for something greater. It's a fifth
3: dimensional mm-hmm. global corporate civil war.
1: Fifth dimensional?
3: Yeah, fifth dimensional warfare. What do
1: you, you, mean fifth generational? Yeah, I like calling it dimensional. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <Fifth are laughs> both de- generational. Let's yes. go. with Yeah, it is,
3: it is both dimensional and generational, but it's a fifth generational corporate civil war globally yeah it's
1: mass propaganda across the board
2: i mean it's i I wonder i I wanted to ask you about this while i was here what do you think about um who who do you think before i poison the well here who do you think benefited most from our afghan excursion over the past month right china yeah right uh i I wonder so they're they're going to get something like 150 billion dollars in oil uh lithium 1.5 trillion in lithium, give or Mm -hmm. take, right? Uh, 1.5 to 3, who knows? It's somewhere in that range and and not adjusted for inflation. So I hate to draw these weird connections and stuff because there's a lot of assumptions being made between A and B, but this whole uh, Hunter Biden-Burisma thing that was completely buried by the press... Uh, he's getting paid money by the Moscow mayor's wife, former wife. And, I'm who, sorry.
1: And, and Joe Biden flew his son in Air Force Two to China right. for a billion-dollar private equity yeah. and deal. And
2: there's the big guy who's referenced in intelligence documents that's receiving some payout. The presumption is that it was Joe Biden. Everybody just right. kind of went, went on about their business. Uh, man, well, Bobby Alinsky said it was Biden. Yeah. Is, is it possible? It, and I, I guess it is just... just Chinese from, collusion. From, yeah. Like, is that... Is the is the president? I mean, I, I talked to Alex about this, Alex Jones, uh, last week, and he goes, "Yeah, I think 100 that the that the presidency is compromised right now." Is that? I agree. If that's possible, then what the hell?
1: I agree. If you look at um, this, is well before Biden was president, we were investigating a lot of the stuff. Right. I, I covered the Burisma stuff to great deal, and boy, did the media media try to cover that up. Politico had reporting. It was it's a funny article where it says, you know, Ukrainian Ukraine scrambles. After you know trying to uh, to stop Trump or whatever, right? And then it was based on those some some Ukrainian officials at an embassy were like leaking details on Manafort, which got him in trouble. And then it was a few years later that Politico reported that there was no Ukrainian collusion; it never happened. And I'm like, but Politico never retracted the first article. They just allow these two different authors to contradict each other. That's the state of the media. When 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 you see the investigation by like Matt Taibbi into the Burisma stuff, the stuff I've covered from it, right. I'm like. Before Mm -hmm. Biden was even elected, I'm like, this guy is dirty. You've got Politico reporting in their their magazine, Biden Inc., about how uh, Biden's family's wealth has tracked perfectly along his career. When he was put in charge of Iraq, his brother has awarded all these contracts for building in Iraq, and now he's a millionaire, and things like that. Hunter Biden being flown in Air Force Two to China. And now Mm -hmm. you have everything that's going on. How was Afghanistan botched to the degree that it was botched? Sure is convenient for the people who did a private equity or was, I'm sorry, we're negotiating a private mm. equity deal. I, I don't know if that was actually confirmed as happening, but who knows? You can't trust them. So I just think it's, it's, it's awfully convenient. And you know what? You know, the problem is when it came to Trump and Russiagate, I was saying like, you know, I think we will look into it, right? If it's mm. true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. And I, you know, we don't just throw away evidence if we're seeing it. We try and dig deeper. I said the same thing now about Joe Biden. The only problem is the institutions were falling over themselves to go after Trump and will do everything in their power to defend Joe Biden.
2: Yeah. I mean, at what point in, in American history has a group of 700 former commissioned officers and intelligence operators signed a letter saying, get this guy out of office who, by the way, had us in the best trade position with China we've been in since we started trade with China and get in this bumbling buffoon that we have it now who has these weird ties through his family to China. Uh, one of the leaders of that movement was, James, again, James Mattis. And almost uh, after he resigned, he he got brought on as a partner at the Cohen Group. The Cohen Group, William Cohen, another former Secretary of Defense, they have four offices. Two of them are in China. And one of the things that they do, the Cohen Group, is negotiate deals between American and Chinese companies. That's what they specialize in, right? So you have maybe the most popular Secretary of Defense ever until his little, you know, that, that whole resignation thing. A guy with immense power, a guy who is now hooked up with four other former secretaries of defense. So you have the defense industry both on the private and public side, right? And you have a compromised presidency that completely botches the situation in Afghanistan that turns over the largest amount of wealth ever given from one entity to another, ever.
1: I mean Trump was the one who was trying to pull us out of Afghanistan sure and we
2: the, should have pulled out of Afghanistan I mean there's but, but the issue is if there's we, a better uh, with, spot for us if we it's did easier it, it's easier there's more there's more lithium in Peru and Chile Alaska. by a wide margin there's Alaska. Alaska as well but if we wanted a partner country right. where we could pay lower wages to get it mined but those wages still mean something to those people that's the, a the, good deal
1: the point is if Afghanistan's national government stood it would have been much more difficult for China and oh, for sure, a couple yeah. of weeks before the fall of Kabul the president called Joe Biden and said, we need air support. And Biden said, just lie. Say everything's going well. <laughs> so they knew how bad it was. They had evacuated Bagram in the middle of the night without telling the Afghan uh, army, without telling the government. Now, that sounds like sabotage to me. It's, but we, It we,
2: certainly does, yeah.
1: But we do got to go to Super Chats. So yep. if you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, and go to TimCast.com. Become a member Support our work, and you'll get access to our exclusive members-only segments. We got a big update. We got a couple new uh, members-only shows that are going to be coming up. One's called The Green Room, where in the in the early minutes when guests arrive and there's shenanigans going on and off-the-cuff conversations, we're actually going to put that up as members-only uh, content. So as soon as the show ends, you'll get that, and then we'll have the full member segment coming up right afterwards. So just more and more stuff for you guys, and um, that's in development right now. And it should be should be relatively soon. And it'll be a lot of fun. You're gonna, the point of that show is basically you'll have someone say, you know, Alex Jones shows up. Instead of talking politics, someone might be talking about him, talking to him about his brownie recipe or like his his aunt's famous apple pie. Just like random, welcome to the green room, here's the house. So it's kind of vloggy, but you know, it's interesting conversations. We had, uh, um, Andreas, who, who's a part of the vlog, talking to Steve Bannon about like quantum communism and technocracy and just, bannon was like this guy's a genius yeah he's crazy though but <laughs> yeah he's a smart guy. Love that guy and so it's funny stuff so definitely stay tuned for that be a member and uh, i also have news we are um tired of waiting to put on the live events we've had an issue there's just red tape it's the government stuff running a business and we've been like we got to do this but we're going to pro- we, there's a local venue and i say local it's a big area so it's still a little far away but we're going to be putting on an event. The, the capacity is probably, it's like between 200 and 400. I'm not entirely sure. And, uh, again, we're going to, we're going to make the announcement on the official date with RSVP, um, for members who give 25 bucks or more. Then the next day it'll go to all members and then the next day it'll go to everyone. And for now, we're planning on it being a totally free event. Just, it's going to be RSVP first because of limited capacity. And then we're going to notify people based on, you know, one of the things we're planning to do is that if you're a member at 25 or more, you get advanced notice for our events. So we'll try and stay true to that. We're going to stay true to that. And then, um, there'll be live music. We have, I believe we're confirmed on our stand up comedy headliner and opening act, which you guys are going to be super excited for when we're ready to announce it. We need to confirm the date with the venue. Then we'll announce the, the idea for the show. Um, then we'll set up RSVP and do it in a staggered manner. And we got to figure out whether or not we're going to announce the venue at the very last minute. And that may be the case for obvious reasons, but you know, just stay tuned because it'll be coming soon. I'm hoping the next few days to actually confirm with the venue on the dates, have everything locked in, and then we can put it up on the site for RSVP. So stay tuned. Let's read some super chats. Let's see crust. What does it say? Crustum fab, crust turn, crust turn, crust, small screen. I am a huge Dan Holloway fan. I also just got back from voting. This isn't over till it's over. Tomorrow is the last day. Go vote in that mm-hmm. recall election. All right. Let's see. Bradley Tunesi says, Hey, Dan and Tim. Love the show, guys. My question is, I hear that there will be a time to stand to tyranny all the time, but when I, but when and how do we go about that? Love the American party. Give a kiss to the doctor. So here's what I've been saying.
2: That's Dakota Meyer, by the way, Medal of Honor recipient. He's been pretending to be a doctor. He oh. got a, he got an honorary doctorate from some school I've never heard nice. of, and he won't shut his mouth about it. <laughs> and to be honest, I may have to enter him at some point. But anyways, <laughs> that's a good question. People ask me that a lot. Um, well,
1: we're we're in fourth and fifth generational warfare as we're right. describing it and it's, that it's means a cold
2: war right I mean it's it's different no it's not cold well I, it, I disagree. It's, it's in in the way that uh, in the way that we would think about the Cold War that we refer to we are in a cold war but right. that wasn't a cold war either right it never was I so mean, we, like we, how many conflicts have we had Korea was a major one but we had yeah. micro conflicts all over the world for 45 50 years exactly, limited exactly. War. and so yeah.
1: that's exactly what's happening now it's the next generation so you've got fights happening in the streets people being shot that stuff's been happening for years, and it seems to be spiking up and disappearing, and there's some events worse than others. I just say you've got to win hearts and minds, and you've got to be very strategic about how you do it. Violence does not win hearts and minds. Now, the mainstream media has defended Antifa and covered up for them. Recently, there was a story in the Post Millennial about a far-left terrorist trying to, uh, I forgot what it's called, shunting a train track to derail the trains and cause crashes, and convicted so, look, these people are still, like, it's possible that they get convicted, they get arrested. There's a lot of people. You've got to be persuasive, and you've got to build public support. And then when the culture shifts, the courts follow. You think appointing judge is going to save you? Nope. The judges will just do what they think is popular with, with the mainstream for the most part. So be persuasive, yeah. be resourceful, <clears throat> be peaceful.
2: I think we're in a cultural insurgency right now. So mm. the, if you look at the stages of insurgency, the first thing you do is gain awareness, right? Well, you, fir- you form your insurgency, then you gain awareness. Like, hey, here we are. And it's like that, uh, if you ever read the marketing book, Traction, it almost follows the same pathway of a startup company. So you gain uh, awareness first, then second thing you do is gain patronage. This is where um, the, I feel like the Occupy movement got got it right for a little while and then fell off uh, because you can't gain patronage through violence and you can't gain patronage by standing in the middle of the road. People that want to support you now will not because you've- you've done stupid thing. If you were doing something that they thought was important and it inconvenienced them, they would probably join you, to be honest. But they would at least understand. If you do something that's completely irrelevant to the problem. Blocking traffic and sleeping outdoors is not protesting. That's not what it is.
1: people like to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And Martin Luther King Jr., peaceful, persuasive, resourceful, even at a time of escalated violence. And then years later, you get the weather underground. And this guy is an American hero, an American Mm. icon. So you got to be smart about how you do it. Times are changing, you know, uh, here we go. We got pad dash. Hey, Tim, I loved watching your latest cast castle vlog and your reaction to the custom desk mat. I made for you. It was priceless. If you want to make a rainbow, don't tread on me desk mat for your new studio, you know where, uh, to make it. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Pad dash. We got this. Uh, it was the, it was the, uh, chicken dance, a chicken party with Tim pool anime opening for our vlog <laughs> which is a bunch of art on it. it was really really cool and uh yeah man absolutely uh thank you very much i love the rainbow don't try it on me flag because it's the ultimate like i'm gonna do what i want so i think that's really funny plus it it's funny because there's a there's a uh, a news article where it showed a guy in santa monica protesting mandates and he was mm-hmm. holding a rainbow Gazden flag mm-hmm. and i'm like i think people who are into don't try it on me are gonna be like right on like because it doesn't matter what color the flag is as long as you're saying leave me alone and I'll leave you alone but boy the left did not like it Right? like why is that white supremacy on our flag oh
2: yeah that's (laughs) oh man good
1: lord whatever All right, Turk Longwell says Tim now we know the secret to your success not hard work experience or occupy it was small town casino slots and gambling Mm -hmm. shout out to the cast team Uh, so for those that are familiar
2: hey if it's dumb and it works is it really dumb
1: so uh, I'm really good at gambling for some reason and uh, we went to they have these hotspots in mm. West Virginia, all over the place, where you can just like bars have slot machines. Oh yeah! And I won two jackpots. I went in with sixty bucks, walked out with four hundred. Well, how can you
2: can't say you're good at that? That's kind of coincidence, right? Nope. I was gonna
3: say
1: no, that, but, I'm good but now it.
2: I'm thinking of like the
3: magnetic fields, and they're running through you, so you might be connected to some. No, no, you're 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 <laughs> you're,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> you're missing it, and you're overthinking it, Ian. Mm. These games are all programmed programming can't be random. It's that simple. So if someone is trying to determine a specific outcome in that this machine must pay out 98% of all money it takes in, meaning for every dollar that comes in, 98 cents goes out, these hotspots and casinos know for a fact that slots can't pay out more than they take in. That means someone programmed them. That means that program, you can understand how, you, th- how these slots you work. You can
3: program a random number generator?
1: Uh, you can do it using static. Static. But these have to have a predetermined outcome, which means they can't. Right, be right. They
3: have to pay out less than they make.
1: Yes, which means it can't be random. It has to be algorithmic. And if that's the case, it's actually quite simple. Most slot machines operate on very, very similar algorithms because they have controlled payout. And if you know how to do that, you end up with. Vlogs Back to back Where I win four jackpots In 20 minutes In two days We you
3: have an x-ray vision You see no. that they're filled And you know That they're going to start paying it's, out It's
1: You know People think counting cards Is a really complicated process And it's ridiculously simple mm. Literally simple You're like a face card One You know Not a face card I'll do nothing It's like just google it you're Oh like, that's oh, easy it, It's super easy And then when the count is high It changes your strategy They know when you're doing it though So in like Vegas They get mad about it I think in Atlantic City You're allowed to do it And all it does Is it increases your odds to slightly above 50 uh, percent uh, so you're you're working but you might be making I think they say like 20 to 50 bucks an hour to I mean look professional
2: professional sports gamblers and these are people not in uh, decks of cards or on roulette tables or in places where there are a lot more I mean look there's a lot of variables in sports gambling but if you look at the way Vegas handicaps they are within one point or so of their of their spread almost always right but professional gamblers still only win about 55 to 58 percent of their bets and that's so, enough. Yeah, it's enough. Certainly so enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so anyway, there was a story I saw a long time ago about a guy who solved um, lottery tickets scratchers because a lot of the scratchers would have numbers on the front that you'd scratch off and reveal a symbol. And he said, if the if the outcome needs to be controlled, it cannot be random. Right. In which case, you can figure out the algorithm and know which number correlates with which symbol. He solved it. He then started looking at lottery tickets, and he could pick the winners and losers. Oh, my God. And then he, he filled an envelope with two envelopes. One said winners. One said losers. He was trying to tell the lottery commission. This is in Canada. And they were ignoring him because he's a crackpot with a conspiracy. Finally, they opened it up and found out he was right. The same is true for slot machines. They are programs. They are games. You, I, I, it's, 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 I, I'll tell you this. It is ridiculously easy to guarantee a jackpot on the slot machine. Uh,
3: how, I mean, are you? Do you have a secret you don't want to give away? I don't advise giving away your secret. I want to give it away. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Though. But I'll
1: tell you this: um, we didn't. Fi- uh, oh man, I think it's. I, I uh, didn't even mention this because it's not in the in the uh, vlog. But when we were in West Virginia, Central West Virginia, I won three jackpots in one night.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, and jackpots there are a couple hundred bucks. Right. Then we went to the casino on uh, Sunday. Was it Sunday? Or was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday. And I won a jackpot. They actually gave me a tax form. I have to pay taxes on the winnings. So like when I won the jackpot, they're like, okay, get to fill this out. And then just the other day we went to uh, a pool hall where they had, I won two more jackpots. Mm-hmm. I have the videos on my phone. I could, I'll put it up on Instagram and I'm not kidding. Won two more jackpots. I know exactly how these things work. So, um, you got to look deep. You got to understand how the system works. How, how, like, like I said, one of the only ways to get true random is through like background static. It's not super easy to do. Mm. Yeah. We should read Super Jets. But now everyone's can. like, how does he do it? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking if <laughs> it's like, you look at the way That's they like
3: spun and the way they've, they've landed, you can mm. see that they've spun X amount of it's, times. You're overthinking it. Yeah. You're overthinking That's it. That's how I work.
1: Yeah. So in, in the, in the span of, uh, man, it was, yeah, it was last Sunday. Wow. It was last Sunday. I went to the hotspot and won three, three jackpots. Then it was one week, less than a week later, I won another jackpot on a bigger machine. And then it was, Sunday I won two more so like within seven days I won what is that seven jackpots well, I'm
3: pumped to find out how. I filmed all
1: of it too we didn't put all of the jackpots in the in the, in the the vlog either too many jackpots but I've got I've got two more I can put up on Instagram and show you alright let's see actually I think I got three mm, I don't know I lost track alright alright Born Stellar says buddy you are completely wrong I'm a marine 80% of us would never shoot an American sir you're incorrect I only got one word to say to prove that wrong Antifa. If you saw a group of Antifa armed with handguns and ARs and they were running through the streets and firing, yeah, a lot of people, a cop would shoot them. So what are you
2: saying? You're you're saying if you oppose them ideologically, then you would shoot them? I'm
1: saying not necessarily that. I'm saying if you were deployed, you know... uh, For whatever reason. Hmm. Or uh, something like you're at a military base and then some chaos happens. And then – so it's not that it's a violation of posse combatants or anything like that. Right. But if you saw a group that it doesn't matter who they were and they were armed and they were engaging in combat, you'd probably neutralize them.
2: I mean, yeah, I would do that right now as a civilian though. Exactly. That's not – well, so here's the, here's but, the but issue. It's, di- it's different when you're, uh, like you said, with posi comitatus, obviously, but just generally speaking, there's a different weight to that decision when you're wearing a uniform. What is so, posi comitatus? Uh, it means that uh, you can't use military as police, basically. Uh,
3: they can't enforce domestic laws. Yeah. unless well,
1: in, uh, only uh, I think only in extreme circumstances. Can they be put like, under the authority
3: of a local police station?
1: Uh
2: I don't technically not. I don't think local police stations, but federal law enforcement. Yes, I think that, if there's that's what a, the Sicario movie is about.
1: It's I think with the Insurrection Act, they they yeah. can. You need the insur- you need to invoke the Insurrection Act. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is, the question is, people assume when a commanding officer says shoot that American, they'd be like looking at this like granny waving a Trump flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. going to be like that. It's going to be a dude in a vest. And he's gonna have he's gonna have a weapon.
2: Well, here you are though, we're having that conversation we were talking about earlier where we're talking about two different definitions of, of things, right? Well, so this this Marine is probably talking about I'm not gonna march into a US city and start rounding people up. And he's right, they wouldn't do that. I, I sincerely believe they wouldn't. I know these people and I've been in that position, there's no way. But in a small armed conflict, like, I disagree. Yeah, and a small armed conflict, for sure. If I they, think the if, police would be more likely to do that than military people. Mil- um, in,
1: in, in order for the military to ever get involved in any kind of conflict like, like that, it would have mm. to have gotten so bad. Where it's mm. like there's bombings and cities are, you know, stripped to the point where they're like, insurrection act has been declared. And then the military is going to be told, look, we've got insurgent extremists. They're armed with pipe bombs, explosives. Right. We don't want to shoot them, but you need to protect yourself first and foremost. When you when you're given that intelligence, do you question your commanding officer? Do you say you're wrong, you're lying? No, you trust them. No, right? no, no, no. You don't trust your A- when,
2: absolutely not. No, like, so, I mean, I mean, I I was taught and I taught my people to never just trust anything like that at face value. The more extreme, it's uh, what's what's, uh, um, I can't remember how the phrase goes, but it's something. If 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 you're asserting something, that's uh, uh, the stronger your assertion is. The stronger your evidence must be, right? Something to that effect, and and that is absolutely the case. Well, now that's not the case for everyone, obviously. Right. So,
1: so my 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 question to that is, why did a bunch of why did why did a family get drones get hit by a drone strike in Afghanistan?
2: Because that drone drone strike happened uh, from a an air force base called Creech, just north of Las Vegas, right, and in, in yeah. North Las Vegas, actually, it happened eight thousand miles away from that location. And to the operator, the drone operator, that's just a a little it's it's tops of heads. That's that's why.
1: So the issue, I suppose, is. But you see, what, what, the, what's the, the
2: what, what's that movie or it's a TV series? Um, I think it's the second season of uh, Jack Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's the first season of Jack Ryan, the new series that was on Amazon Prime. The dude from the office. Yeah, where the the drone operator uh, kills the wrong person or something like that, or they get they had bad intel, and then it's part of the the, the story. Um, I, I would imagine. That that's, that's probably a difficult thing to do. I don't know if I could be a drone operator. Oh, that would be so hard. It's a lot easier to walk up to somebody, see that they're a threat, and then put a bullet in their brain than it is to drop a bomb on somebody and not know by the time the bomb hits the ground, are, are they going to be standing there or is it somebody's kid? Like that Anwar al laki the first time we tried mm-hmm. to kill him, we killed his kid, mm-hmm. right? No, no,
1: no, no. That was – we were going after – he was already dead. Uh, Abdurrahman was killed after, I'm pretty sure, after Anwar, and he was in Yemen at a – No, Anwar's
2: run. child – the, fir- the, the first time we tried to kill him, well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't his child, but children died the first right. time we we did. Yeah, Abdul
1: Rahman was killed, I think, after the fact, mm. and Obama claimed that they were trying to target a different, you know, Al Qaeda terrorist, right. and it was an accident. They blew up a civilian restaurant. Yeah, yeah.
2: It well, was, it was somebody's wedding, I believe. The first,
1: no, it was the civilian, first strike, right? Oh, the first strike, yeah, right, yeah, right? Right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's yeah. like if we didn't
3: have this uh, Patriot Act. Thing where we can say anyone's a terrorist at any time and then we can drone strike them mm-hmm. anytime that we that the government or the people in power feel like they wouldn't have enough power if they didn't have that ability that they would be destroyed
1: well let's 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 agree to disagree for the most part but I would say I think if there was a group of antifa flying antifa flags and they were armed and they were shooting mm.
2: I would I mean look, a lot of people would shoot them to be honest right now I would do that so
1: like if they were shooting at people you'd stop them
2: yeah if I saw anybody conducting a shooting like that and they weren't clearly uniformed which is to say i know that they're doing that on for some reason or uh, that would that would make me hesitate and ask why they're doing it but if if i just saw that happening i would smoke that person so i think it's i pocket, think it's fair know.
1: to say like when someone just abruptly is like i would never shoot an american it's like no yeah you would you right know. americans yeah.
2: get shot by other americans all the time
1: Right. right right all right the one free man says, "Read Ordinary Men, mm-hmm. a book of how a book of how normal men become cold-blooded murderers in Poland during mm-hmm. World War II. Don't think you would never do horrible things. Yep. Instead, think what it would take for you to do horrible things. Uh, one third were Nazi informants in World War II. Wow, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, like at what point is do I stand up to tyranny? And it's like, honestly, I think you're you, you're peaceful. Obviously, there's, there's a threshold, right?" If we got to the point of actual death camps and like, you know, Gestapo type police, then you're in children a, in the you're street. in a hot war at that point. Right, exactly, right? Yeah. exactly. Everybody like, knows what the rules question. are.
2: But yeah. like with the, it, it's, I've actually found it pretty interesting to hear the whole Rittenhouse debate play out over the last two years or so because people, even on the right, have different opinions about stuff. Um, the left obviously outright condemns it because they disagree with him politically, I guess. I don't know, I don't know what their basis is. I mean, apparently getting, uh, despite what the law says about having a, a blunt object swung at your head and your ability to defend yourself when that happens or somebody trying to shoot you with a Glock. Uh, but maybe the circumstance that brought him there, I think he's a really interesting case because this is a kid who is, by and large, there to do the right thing. He was trying to clean up, put out fires. He yeah. was there to do the right thing. And then stuff went a little wild. Maybe he was a little out of his depth. But I don't think anything... It's—it's a—it It is very upsetting to me that he got charged with murder in the first place. And if he gets convicted of this, th- that would that would be one of the biggest miscarriages of justice I think in modern history. I think it'll happen. It, really? it, 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 it may. Oh, definitely. It may. Definitely. There's a lot of activists in the DAs these days. That's I mean, the who problem. Knows?
1: Well, yeah. it's, it's not that. I mean, when when Chauvin's trial can be surrounded by yeah, right. fences and men with machine guns because there's active rioting in the city, and then they're like, "We will not change location." And he didn't get
2: a mistrial for that. Right. How do you? If if that's not a mistrial, then mm. one doesn't exist.
1: And so it was a really great point. I think it was Will Chamberlain said this, and if it wasn't, I forgive whoever did, that when the judge said everyone in the state knows what happened, who this guy is, so there's no other venue in which we could have a more fair trial. Mm. At that point, you say, charges dropped, have a nice day. Yep. If you cannot have a fair trial, you, you, you're free to go.
2: Right. I mean, what, Not what the, are the other way around. What are the chances that Rittenhouse is going to get anything approaching a fair trial, despite the nope. fact that a pedophile armed with a weapon he wasn't supposed to have tried to shoot him? And that guy well, no, that guy body.
1: tried taking his gun from him.
2: Well, one guy had a Glock, right? Oh, that was the that, guy.
1: That, yeah, the guy who the guy. The, so oh, okay, uh, the
2: first guy was the pedophile. Then
1: Rittenhouse was being chased by the pedo guy. Yeah, yeah. And then some other guy fired at Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. who then heard the shot, turned around, and when he did, I think his name was Rosenbaum, reached yeah, yeah. for the gun and missed, and then Kyle fired and fired and fired.
2: Okay, well, look, if I'm carrying a weapon and you are a much larger person, there have been there's case law on this with women, by the way. No, the where, guy was smaller than him. Where. Uh, well it doesn't matter he's a, yeah. he's an adult he was he's a 17 year old kid right. yeah so there, there there's a case law of this where women have pulled out weapons to defend themselves and man try to take it away and he was unarmed but she shot him perfectly fine to do that by the way if you're it's political the the, the the presumption is if i have a weapon and you're trying to take it from me you're going to take it from me and use it on me right yeah, you're not taking it on me to disarm me and then go home after you've been violently chasing me down the street the, so he was right to shoot that guy was right to shoot but i i
1: and then he was chased and he was trying to get to the cops. And the guy and was trying him. to
2: hit him with a, with a skateboard in the back yeah. of the head. He shot that guy. And then the other guy got his bicycle. Well, no, no. He... The, the,
1: the So what happened was he got shoved to the ground. Right. And then the guy with the skateboard tried grabbing the gun. Mm. And when he reached for the gun and missed, Rittenhouse fired up and went into his heart. Mm. The other guy then approached with his Glock. Right. And went to grab the gun. And then Rittenhouse pointed at him. The guy backed up and put his hands up. And then he lunged again, and Rittenhouse shot him, and it blew off his bicep.
2: So it sounds like the kid's a lot better at fighting than these other terms. And that guy
1: right? with the gun later said... Uh, it's been a long time since we reported this, so fact check me on this one. I may be wrong, but i The I'm, bicep guy, you mean? The bicep guy, I'm pretty sure he mm. said, I should have just, you know, yeah, wiped I him out.
0: Yeah, I remember him saying
1: that. Mm. Yeah. I should have like just what? Wiped like, it? I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, I should have just unloaded should've into him. him. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Wow. I mean, look, if you're on if you're on your heels well i mean he's literally on his back firing the weapon at that point you have no right to walk up and just start shooting the kid am i am i off on that like i i feel like the the how he was there in the first place there might be some questions about for his mother like why is your 17 year old that's that's a that, personal in the middle yeah exactly i have no, that has nothing to do with me and you can't just because somebody ended up in a situation because of whatever, all that's in the past. Who cares? What happened once people started taking responsibility for their own actions, right? You saw what happened. Like, these these are criminals. The mm-hmm. guy, one guy was a pedophile. The other guy that had the Glock was a felon. He shouldn't have had the gun in the yeah. first place, right? So mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? I never understood why there was such a debate over this. He's, just, he's become an effigy for this I, fight. If
1: fight. Uh, I've made some crazy bets. I've dropped a bunch of money down on, on roulette, roulette wheel to see what would happen. And uh, sometimes I lose, sometimes you win, you know? Mm. Uh, I've put a bunch of crazy money in slot machines and tend to win. If I had to make a bet right now, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed victory. Like, I'd put a 100 bucks down and win 100 bucks and be like, I did it. I'd be willing to bet that uh, uh, he gets life. I think I would if, if I was, like, on a roulette wheel and I was trying to figure out, like, what's a good odds mm. for winning? I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, life in prison. What if you
3: didn't have to make a bet? on this would what do you you? Mean? you said if i have
1: to make a bet i would bet that life in prison but if my, you didn't I have to make my a bet, point is I would think you it's make like a 60 percent a chance he gets life. so in if you had
3: to make a bet would you or if you didn't have to make a bet would you is my point like yes is, that's my point. you think it's actually that that good of odds that you would risk yes on wow i don't know that's man. my point i don't know because i, I agree
1: this is like bro they had machine they guns and barricades outside of the chauvin trial and they had and riots in still, the city and I, the jurors said yeah. i was scared of retaliation it was, like a, f-
2: it was like a hockey game. They're, like, banging on the glass. Like, oh, are you kidding me? How, how is that? Dude, well, I mean,
1: b- but what, two or three? The of Kenosha are going to cry and beg Antifa to spare them. Oh, yeah.
2: Two or three months before that, though, uh, a federal courthouse is getting attacked. A, a police station gets burned to the ground. And what happens? Nothing. Literally, Antifa set up an autonomous zone. They took over, by yep. force, an area of a, a major U.S. city for a month. And how many people have been arrested because of that? I don't know. I mean, Nadler refused to admit that Antifa mm-hmm. even existed. Are you kidding me? Yeah. How do you fight an enemy that no one will agree even exists? That's that's something that we're going to have to figure I don't think out anyone in soon.
3: politics mentioned Antifa until that political debate with Donald Trump
2: and right, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Joe yeah. Biden. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's one thing uh, Trump definitely always got right. He never let anybody slip by. Yeah. Like if there was something to be said, if there was an elephant in the room, he's like, "Hey, elephant, <laughs> elephant." Oh yeah, Antifa. Uh, yeah. Trump yeah. did talk about it. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. People are talking about rabies vaccines. Oh yeah. Rose M says, "Nah, bro. I've had the rabies vaccine series. It's only three shots yeah. over about a month. Not bad. They hurt less than flu shots. Oh, cool. I hear that. Yeah, I wonder if that's yeah. like a yeah. updated updated?" I'm pretty version. sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it used to be way worse, and they've been improving on. It. Yeah. Yes.
0: Smart audience.
1: The licensed guru says, Love how happy Ian is today. Good vibes from everyone. All right. yeah. I've
2: actually I watched some of the, the live chat going through. It's funny how much people roast you. It's awesome. <laughs> it's it's really I love I really enjoy when people uh, do that. If I I it upsets me sometimes when my friends get attacked. I don't know what that is about me, but uh, when people come after me. As long as it's funny, (laughs) yeah, that makes my sometimes I'll just sit there. You remember the mean tweets thing? That used to be a thing on late night television Yeah, where people had fun reading mean tweets about themselves. Now you get banned. I have so much love for you (laughs) typing these things. Thank you. Keep it (laughs) coming.
1: The tactician (laughs) musician says nothing irritates me more than the president of the U.S. saying it's not about freedom. It's about safety. America is freedom. How many people risk life for freedom in the wars? How many people are risking life right now traveling through Mexico? And how many people list? Uh, how many people are taking risks by just like walking through the forest when there could be a big cat or a bear or something? You choose to take those risks. That's on you. Mm. <coughs> All right, um, Burad is challenging me, and I think I might fail, dude. She sells seashells by the seashore. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Mm. Nailed it. Nice work, dude. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You practiced that when you were a kid. Some wingnut <laughs> says, "What are your feelings on Joe Rogan being able to perform in New York City without being vaxed?" Uh, is Joe he's doing the Madison Square Garden? Joe really? Out?
2: So he's 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 gonna. I guess he's he's certainly not vaccinated. Um,
1: I don't know if he's ever said whether he was this, or wasn't. This it was reported that he wasn't.
2: He's he said that he wasn't. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. uh, but. So not only Madison Square Garden has its own rule about vaccination, but now New York City's has gone into effect as well, right? So but
1: he's uh, performers are exempted.
2: I mean, it was like uh, Chappelle used to talk about that a lot with the cigarette thing. He could smoke on stage, but you couldn't yep. because mm-hmm. it was a part of his performance. Maybe I gotta say, if uh, maybe we should just all become stand-up comedians. Yeah. Well, this
1: is this is this is a big one. If uh, I know Joe, I I talk to Joe every so often. I have mad respect for the guy, but I do have to point this out. If Joe is going to go on his show and, you know, be critical of vaccines uh, to whatever extent, and he's going to, um, you know, be talking with like Brett Weinstein and talking about these things, if he's going to oppose mandatory vaccinations, but then create a circumstance as a performer in New York, which would result in thousands of people. Who want to see him getting vaccinated or at least upholding the mandate system? Right. I gotta say that's a, that's that's
2: a. I don't, I don't know. Is that hypocritical? He's yeah a little
3: bit. I, I, I mean, think, he's I think a, he's you got to
1: criticize it. I,
2: I maybe. I bet if you put it to him that way, he would probably agree with it though. To be honest, he he probably just hasn't considered that yet because he, there is some responsibility when you get uh, when you have an audience and weight like that. He's gonna he will make Madison Square Garden probably three to five million dollars just in ticket sales that night, and then you can add about one. Multiply that times one point six or so for all the concessions.
1: It's basically standing in line to defend the vaccine mandate.
2: Essentially, yeah. But the so I've had a number of friends who are performers uh, of varying degrees of celebrity say I'm not going to perform there because they have a vaccine mandate. I don't know, I'm not going to subject my fans to that. But I've seen uh, people, not n- none that I know, but people on the other side do the same thing. Say I'm not going to a place that doesn't require
1: vaccination. Right? You know, this challenge is a lot of money. You know. But I guess I would look at it this way: What does Joe do with his money in a way that benefits freedom and challenges the things that he opposes? Honestly, I'm I don't know. I mean, he, he probably building, donates. He's starting a comedy club. I know that. Maybe he donates. I'm, I'm you know I'm not trying to accuse him of not doing or doing anything. I'm just saying here's the factors. If they pay him, if he gets, if he ends up getting paid millions of dollars, and then he says I'm gonna take this money and I'm gonna put it into legal work to mm. sue the hell out of New York City to end this, I'd be like dude it would be pretty taking interesting. the money from the system to throw it back yeah. in their faces if he just says well you know what people can do whatever they want i think vaccine mandates are bad but if they want to get vaccinated it's on them i'll do the show then you're propping up the system you claim to oppose so i guess the the ultimate issue is uh here i don't know if he's doing the show i don't know what's going on with it mm-hmm. i don't know it, what it is looks to, yeah they're
3: selling tickets october 2nd 2021 madison wow. Square garden if you go to the Ticketmaster page it pops up a covid health check required in order to attend the event, all guests age 12 and older must provide proof of Spe- COVID-19. Speaking of that, acts. when is – has there – If it there... were
1: me, I would say event canceled. Yeah, or I'd I move That's I'd move what Jim it. Brewer's doing. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd it, move yeah. it.
3: I'd just move it. Brewer canceled.
2: I wonder if there's going to be anybody uh, – when's the first federal lawsuit going to come in the form of the same one from the uh, George Mason University professor that said that his natural immunity should take the place of a vaccine? Right. What if he, he won that case in federal court, yeah. by the way.
1: What if your doctor says you can't get the vaccine? Right. Right. And then I mean, New York says there's no exemption. Too bad.
2: If, if your doctor says you can't get the vaccine, then they can't not exempt you because the ADA prevents them from doing that. But they're doing it anyway. Right. So I called 25 restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know? for sure. So, I mean, that's, that kind of uh, begs the question, why do, why do we have gun laws mm-hmm. if they don't actually if, – if words on paper don't actually stop anything? If it doesn't stop the government from telling me what I can and can't do, where I can and can't go – then what is the point of any of that stuff exactly so question. many people are feeling
3: that right now right. what is the point
0: but that's
2: a good thing though i think it's a good thing for people to realize that the system they're in isn't what they thought it was that these words on paper mean nothing i phil jackson used to say that you're only a success in the moment that you perform a successful act hmm. that's a very very good quote and i would i would add to that you're only kind in the moment that you perform a kind act you're only a patriot in the in the moment you perform a patriotic act because it puts the onus back on you to not just say things, not just read words on paper, but to live that life.
1: You know, I think it was Breitbart who said politics is downstream from culture. Yep. I right. think there's a better way to say it. Politics is a relevant Fight for culture. Mm. Because in New York City, you have, uh, I called one of the restaurants, you know, I called a bunch of the restaurants and one of them I asked them, you know, would you, you know, hey, we, you know, if I came in, would you deny my friend access because they can't get the vaccine? The doctor won't let them. Right. And they said, yes, they can't come in. And then I said, you though you can you can eat outside. I'm like, well, we don't want to eat outside. That's like segregation. It's like discriminatory. Like the doctor is not allowing my friend to get the vaccine, and they said, I'm sorry. That's the, those are the rules we're just following with the you know the the mayor's dis- uh, orders. And then I said, well, this violates the Americans with Disabilities Act and New York City Human Rights Law about dis- discriminating based on the on the basis of medical conditions. Right. And then someone else picked up the phone and went bye. And then
3: <laughs> he was like, "It's even. Project Veritas. Hang it up." <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Well, so the so so. You know, that's why I say, like, people seem to think that they're so, oh, I would always stand up and I would. Dude, the people of New York City have buckled in two seconds. And all of your precious laws, you've got New York City, you've got New York State and federal anti-discrimination laws gone. Why? Because the fascists of New York are willing to drop to their knee to gag on boot the moment de Blasio says so. And so long as the people are going to grovel before de Blasio, your paper means nothing. You'll right. stand there being like, but I have a constitution saying, and he's going to be like, look at all of my subjects around me. Mm. You could totally. And then he'll look, say, subjects, rise, beat him. And they'll say, yes, master. Th- yeah, that, could-
2: that constitution is only as strong as the fist and gun behind it. Right? Mm. Yeah. That's why the Second Amendment ex- exists. This, it, it wasn't to protect us from a foreign army. Does, right. Do people still believe that nonsense?
1: It, it partially. I mean, I think it was uh, – so the reason – they the original Second Amendment was actually mm. – I think it was the Fourth, mm. and it was long. Right. And it said regardless of whether or not you're – it, it had a provision that said regardless of military service, you are entitled right. to keep and bear arms. They yep. removed it because they were worried it would be used as an argument to stop conscription.
2: Right. So yeah,
1: actually, yeah. yeah, the purpose of the Second Amendment was foreign and domestic. That – Internally terrorism, tyranny, or externally war, an armed population keeps it safe. This
3: COVID could be the shock to the system that inoculates us against this stupid creep of totalitarianism because our rights are not set in stone. They only exist when we enforce them by enacting them.
1: Look at Australia, bro.
3: Look at it. That could be us, He's and there. it's not right now, and it won't be if we choose it not to be. Well,
1: we're heading in that direction.
3: Well, I, I mean, that's a dangerous thing to say because you can't speak for
1: everyone like that. We will see how it goes, but we're going to have a members-only segment coming up on TimCast.com, so become a member. Go to timcast.crimes TimCast.com. Subscribe. Make sure you like the video right now. Like this podcast. Share it with your friends. Subscribe to this channel. And uh, you can follow us at Timcast IRL basically everywhere or somewhere, some places like Timcast underscore IRL. You can follow me personally and watch me engage in shenanigans at Timcast. And I'll post those videos of me winning the jackpots to back up my claims that, yes, I win them all the time uh, at Timcast on Instagram and other places. I'm going to find wanna...
2: out where you're doing it, and I'm going to just wait outside and rob you every time you win the jackpot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a couple thing. hundred bucks. Like, you're you going
2: know? to the hotspots, and I, you're my hotspot. I'm just going to follow you around and mm-hmm. rob you every time. I need a different series of masks. Maybe you can help me with that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. West Virginia. Virginia <laughs> <pro>. <laughs> In West Virginia, I ain't
1: worried about it. Yeah, constitutional true. Yeah. Constitutional. Yeah, every, yeah,
2: well, Texas just passed that, too, finally. Yes. Right? You can walk time. around
1: West Virginia with like a Barrett M82. I don't know why you'd want to. It's very heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's bulky. Yeah, it's bulky. Yeah. Did you want to shout anything out?
2: Uh, yeah, you can just follow me on Instagram at uh, dan at dan holloway. I do a lot of weird stuff over there. Gets a lot of uh, a lot of my posts get deleted for yep. various reasons. Oh, nice. Right on. Yeah. Thanks
3: for coming, everyone. Great to see you, man. Yeah, it was um, awesome. Thanks, guys. Good to see you again, Ian Crossland. Follow me at iancrossland.net or anywhere at ian crossland uh, exists.
0: <laughs> and I was gonna say I'm surprised Dan didn't shout out his podcast, which is drinking bros. Well it's on my hat. I, okay, the whole yeah, time, yeah, okay. Right? yes. Yeah. I mean, so that's that's a podcast. Out. I've been yeah. listening to it. I've been really enjoying it. And I've been talking about Afghanistan. I also
2: want to shout out shout out the quartering. He's in here. Do you know that guy? Oh of course. I like he's he's uh he, he gave me he's hanging out he gave me some heat uh one time for some stupid things I said and they were definitely stupid. We can get to that oh. on the uh members only part. Yeah, Jeremy's cool, dude. As yeah, we were like sitting
3: here, I was like, I feel like you have the cadence of Jeremy and that went through my head a couple times
2: during the show. We both have beards. So maybe <laughs> that's, that's right. it. Yeah. <laughs> it like weighs your face down a certain amount. I don't know. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't right know. on. Yep.
0: Yeah. And you guys should follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids because I want more followers than Sour Patch Kids. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all I want.
1: We will see you all at timcast.com for the member segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye guys.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli. I guess. Ah uh-huh, In my dentist's office.